everybody. Just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about the best place oh, to yeah. listen to all your audio titles. You can't beat Audible. Audible yeah. lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or something new to discover. Right. They have it all. They offer an incredible selection across every genre from bestsellers, yeah. new releases, celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, motivation, wellness, business, and more. If it's out there, they have it. I'm telling you, I spend so much time on Audible. I love it so much. So many titles for the show that we, all of our podcasts and everything else. It's just phenomenal for traveling. It's great. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. You're going to love it. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse pounding collection you can't hear anywhere else. Now, the title I'm listening to right now that I'm having a lot of fun listening to is The Devil in the White City, it's called. Oh. It's by Eric Larson. It's the story of H.H. Holmes all oh. around the World's Fair in Chicago and how right. he was able to get all this done because there was so much stuff going on. And it's right. really creepy and really great. Fantastic, uh, fantastic listen. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep for keep the it. entire catalog. Mm-hmm. You can have it. It's fantastic, including latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. That's audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. Now back to the show. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This week, in Pittman, New Jersey, a quiet street is sent into a panic over the heinous murders of some beloved people in their own home. Welcome to Small Town Murder. everybody and welcome back to small town murder yay yay indeed jimmy yay indeed my name is james petrogallo i'm here with my co-host i am jimmy westman thank you folks so much for joining us on another crazy exciting wild adventure that we like to call small town murder uh we have a crazy episode this week as usual as you know as it is every week it's murder i mean it's always going to be nuts and we kind of pick ones that are weird so you're going to get that not just like oh well yeah he robbed a (laughs) 7-eleven and he killed the clerk 
Have a good night, everybody. That'd be a very boring episode. Very boring podcast. We'll yeah. try to find something with some twists and some turns for you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you to everybody, by the way, who came out this week in Missouri, Kansas City, and, and, uh, and, and St. Louis. You guys are unreal. What a, gr- what great crowds wow. you guys are. Yeah. The Midwest yeah. is the flatter and uglier the land, the more excited the people are for comedy shows. Yeah. And it really is wonderful. Yeah. You look outside and it's brown and flat, but then you get into a, a, a little tiny room with a shitload of people in it. stick a few hundred people in there and man you guys come alive it's awesome (laughs) so thank you for that also thank you to uh, everybody this week who gave us reviews on Apple Podcasts that purple icon we don't understand why but apparently it's part of their algorithm it helps drive you up the charts so if you want to help out the show that's a very very good and pretty easy way to do it just give us five stars it doesn't even matter what you say you can type in whatever you want say these guys are forcing me to do this and it still counts so uh, that's wonderful if you could do that also, uh, and thank you, by the way, to everybody who has, mm-hmm. and also go to shutupandgivememurder.com, all sorts of new merch, uh, the cheer up bitch with the skeleton thing. Yeah. I mean, this is awesome with the skeleton. Hand. It's the coolest thing. Looks awesome on a coffee mug yeah. and a blanket and a sweatshirt. Sarah got all sorts of stuff. So it looks really cool. It though. does. It looks awesome. So get that. Tickets to live shows. Small town murder. No, there's nothing for sale right now. Everything's sold out for the rest of the year. Uh, we're going to be in, uh, in Texas here, Houston and Dallas and yeah. then Milwaukee and Chicago. Those are sold out. April's uh, Nashville show is sold out. There is a few tickets left for crime and sports the day after that, though, in Nashville and April. If you want to get those. Otherwise, we're going to announce very, very soon. They're finalizing it right now. Right. Our tour schedule for 2020. So we'll get you guys some new dates. Northwest, we're coming to you and all that sort of good stuff there. If you want to be a, a hero to our show, and I mean a hero, yeah. uh, one of our producers who we're going to gush about and, and just fondly just say the greatest things about at the end of the show. You can do that really easily by heading over to patreon.com slash crime in sports or head over to PayPal and you can make a one time donation if you want using our email address crimeinsports at gmail.com that's also a good way to get hold of us yes. and where can they find those links over there they... at shutupandgivememurder.com oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. It's probably, you can get it all from yeah. there right there shutupandgivememurder.com uh, that said also uh, follow those uh, social media links because yeah. from time to time these sold out shows people can't make it to the shows yeah, that's and true. if they tweet us that they've got tickets we like to retweet that and get those people the opportunity Absolutely. to get their money back and also get somebody else that couldn't get tickets the yes. opportunity to get to, into the show especially so. yeah some of these smaller rooms right. like when we do comedy clubs those yeah, yeah. sell out real quick and right. there's you know they sell and they out, get them in yeah. months in advance and then things yeah. come up so things, yeah. if people you know, can't right. make it to the show we'd like to get them their money back and also Absolutely. get you uh who Absolutely. wants to be at the show plus it's a fun little community right. people are nice in there it's a yeah. good deal uh, and it keeps you it from having to go to some third-party website yeah you and don't do that some and getting ripped re- off that's some ridiculously we don't want anybody doing that at all so and with that said i think it's time for the disclaimer as well here this is a comedy show it's a comedy podcast we're going to talk about murder it's going to happen but we're going to make jokes all around the murder but uh what we try not to do we go out of our way not to do is to make jokes at the expense of the victim or the victim's family why do we do that because we're assholes but we're not scumbags now you know that's how it works there so uh if that sounds good to you i think we're going to have a great time Mm -hmm. and and everything's going to be wonderful if it doesn't if you think true crime and comedy and murder and jokes just now shouldn't ever go together don't listen to the show i don't don't think you're going to like it Uh, it's the 
thing. We're not we're not terrible people. No. Like we said, assholes, not scumbags. Right. We're not, we don't say things that are going to probably offend you. But if you just don't like that at all, then maybe take huh. a walk. Maybe it's a bad blind date. <laughs> and we went, oh, God, I didn't realize that you were, you know, seven foot two. Right. And, you know, you're four eleven and right. it's not going to work out. You're still gorgeous. It's, you're just yeah, too you're big great. We're great. But we're just not. <laughs> I, I was we were the seven foot two right, in that right. scenario. But it's fine. You know what I mean? So, you know, with that said, though. <laughs> With that said, if you want to have a good time yeah. and you want to listen to an insane story and you're on board with this, I think it's time It's time to celebrate that fact uh-huh. by sitting back and shouting, shut up and give, give me murder. murder. Let's do this. All right. right. Let's go on a trip. Great. Let's do this. I'd like it. All right. We're yeah. going to go going back to the East Coast here, okay. going up to the Northeast, oh, boy. making fun of the Florida of the North, yeah. New Jersey. Great. So that's always wonderful. Yeah. Going to Jersey is that's always an exciting task for us because it's very easy to make fun of. Sally. Especially I'm from New York and yeah. I, it's been a lifelong thing for me. <laughs> So, uh, it's, this it's is, almost like they enjoy it. It's yeah, it's it's almost like that. It's, <laughs> it's like they're they're asking for it. Right. Uh, Pittman, New Jersey. We're going to P I T M A N, not T T. Really? What you would seem like. Right. Uh, but what are you going to do? It's in Southwest New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, which the way it ends up, it's like all of New Jersey a panhandle. Yeah. There's not any part of New Jersey that can't be construed as a panhandle. Yeah. So it's it's all panhandle. It's all panhandle behavior. Yeah. Uh, it's about twenty five minutes to philadelphia so it's like kind of right over there to philly okay. just east of philadelphia uh, about an hour and 50 minutes up to new york city just across that river just yeah over there yeah to, to, what is that river to philly uh, which one i don't know i remember when we were in philly i they were like across that water over there yeah, is, there's is jersey there's across is it water a, or is it a river basically across any filthy water in the northeast <laughs> is new jersey <laughs> if you see filthy water and land on the other side of it that's probably jersey that's how we'll, oh, we'll just that's leave fantastic. it at that fantastic <laughs> This is about an hour to Middle Township, New Jersey, which is episode 92. Mm-hmm. It's our last Jersey episode. Wowza. And uh, this is in Gloucester, Gloucester County. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it's uh, zip code 08071. I love it when we're in the zeros. Yeah. That's wonderful. Some of the first. Yeah. We're, this yeah. is the, the base Hell of the yeah. whole thing here. Uh, area code 856 and uh, 2.3 square miles. Not a big town. Mm-hmm. As a lot of these Jersey towns are kind of little towns yeah. all kind of dabbed in there together. Uh, it's got several mottos it's just they're so desperate yeah this is a town that's like that kid in school who's like uh, come over i have all the nintendo games yeah. and i have this and just please like me and you're just like dude just be yourself and be cool like i get it that it's you want see you you feel bad right and you want to like them but at the same time you're so, it's just desperate listen yeah that's like i've got all the brand new games you can take them home with you, you. can take you want to borrow them right. it's cool my mom won't mind <laughs> It's totally cool, dude. Don't you know what you're doing right now? You're making me take your shit. I have other games. And also, it's making me spend time away from you. But that's okay, though. You're trying to get me to be your friend, and you're giving me the opportunity to be away from you. Tell people good things about me. I feel like that's the goal here. Just to, just maybe if the word spreads that I'm a cool guy. Go out and spread all the good rumors. Uh, I'll find out. Yeah, I think that's what it is. They're just building a brand. These kids are trying. I got to build a brand. Yeah. I'm the guy who lets you borrow his games. That's my brand. Okay. And then go tell all the girls that I have a huge penis. Yeah, tell them, yeah, tell them like, yeah, it was weird and you, you were peeing on a bush and it was just huge. You like, you know, took half the bush out. Tell the girls that. So uh, listen to these mottos. We have mottos here. Uh, the first motto is, Quote, the small town with a big heart. Oh, no. So that's that's motto number one. Uh-huh. Okay. Motto number two, just even more desperate. They're getting, they get more desperate as it goes. Motto number two, they have three. Yeah. Motto number two, quote, everybody likes Pittman. 
Is that real? That's a real. That's literally real. Everybody likes Pittman, right? For the question mark. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah. And there's so, I mean, and then the desperation on the third motto, it reaches a fevered pitch at this point. Their third motto is, quote, free money and blowjobs. I mean, (laughs) Jesus, come on, man. That's just desperate. Be mayor for a day. Everybody gets a chance. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Free money and blowjobs. That's good. Now you're just. You're just bribing people at this point. Forget about it. Never what happened to the big heart. So uh, all the oral you can stand. Hey, all day long. Uh, that's that a awful. that's a joke about uh, from I think it's a Greg Giraldo joke that he's like how do you, it's very that arrogant is. of New York to say that it's the greatest city in the world. What if there's another city that like nickels cost a blowjob and there's guys that run around that just give you nickels. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know that that city yeah. doesn't exist? Yeah. There you go. Well, that it does. It's called Pittman, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but that's their fourth town motto. Yeah. Blowjobs cost a nickel. Here's a nickel. <laughs> Here's a handful of nickels. <laughs> oh, free money. Here's a roll of nickels. Yeah. So, uh, history of this town here. Yeah. Uh, this town in 1871, mm-hmm. this land was chosen to be set aside for a Methodist summer camp. Okay, oh, this, this area over yeah. here in this area. Uh, the New Jersey Conference Camp Meeting Association was chartered and given authority over the land grant in 1872, and they started planning campgrounds and organizing church meetings. New Jersey, every time we do it, every town was started for some religious thing. Yeah. Like every ocean town started as some like religious retreat, and then it turned into like for health reasons. Blowjobs and nickels. And then it's, now it's just, you know, <laughs> you go there for, for nickel blowjobs because... Right. You know, it's disgusting there. Right. There's syringes washed up on the beach. So, yeah, it's uh, worth the blowjob is a nickel, but it's also worth a nickel. Yeah, the Jersey Shore people are spreading their syphilis around again. That's on television again. Yeah. They're spreading it around again. So it's it's really it's, it's been a lot. So the land, I guess, is they had an auditorium that was located on a central meeting ground, and there's twelve roads originating from the central area that are like spokes yeah. they go out of spokes what else what else is there 12 of um monkeys uh, 12 monkeys <laughs> yes think religion so it's the disciples is that, apostles. Is that apostles 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 jesus that's what why am i doing that's why there's 12 jesus who are you <laughs> who are you with Who's a, how many right. you? Well, we, we're building fucking roads over here and i need to know how many to build right do we do we build one for jesus too is that so? Third, uh, the middle's for G- and then everything. Okay, the middle. How about that? Jesus gets the center. Thirteen square. is a bad number, but there were twelve Jesus apostles and Jesus makes yeah. thirteen. It makes thirteen. That's weird. I think Jesus gets the middle. He's yeah. the center he's, square. Yeah, yeah. He's the center. <laughs> he's the center square. He's the and shadow. Then, Stevens was that who was in the center? Nah, he was who, off to the side. He was somewhere. the announcer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who was, was the center square all the time? I, Somebody I was lately. It was Whoopi Goldberg yeah, in the last yeah, run. Yeah, she yeah, was always in the middle. I think she was like the executive producer. Yeah. So I forget who it was, but it was somebody all the goddamn time. Yeah, they, so whoever's like their most with most gravitas gets yeah. center square because they get called on the most because right. that's the first one everyone goes for. So it's Hollywood the, Squares. The Richard Dawson. In case you don't know, John Davidson was the host. Oh, that's right. That mannequin-looking son of a bitch. Back Did he in the kill 80s. himself? No, that's Ray Combs. That's okay. the Family Feud guy. There you go. There you go. That's it. We'll talk about Wink sad. Martindale because we'll get into it, Jimmy. I used to love game shows when I was a kid. I love Gene Rayburn. Oh, he's fantastic. That was a kid give me syndicated yeah. shitty game shows what are they playing enough. cards now great that's fine 
How about a whammy? No? All right, good. None of that either. Let's go. Move it. Keep them rolling. <laughs> Spin a wheel or draw a card. I will watch. Joker's wild. <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the the so I assume Jesus is the auditorium, and then mm-hmm. all the all the apostles spread spread from there. Got it. Uh, I assume here worshippers' tents originally lined each of the twelve rows, mm-hmm. all sorts of tents, and then the cottages came in after that to replace the tents, and that's how the town started. Okay. They went from religious tents of people hanging out to worship the center jesus square yeah. uh, and then they built permanent housing like that uh, so yeah by the 1880s they had about four uh they had uh, a ton of cottages and uh for about 400 cottages and people started staying year round at first it was just like a summer thing right. a summer retreat and uh so then they put a public school in finally in the 1880s uh-huh. and uh, uh the, in, in 1904 residents of Pittman grove which is that area voted one 22 to 35 for incorporation so there you go there it you became go. a damn town circle gets a square circle gets the square <laughs> your turn you're a town let's do it you're a town now uh so it's it's mainly though it was just religious shit it's weird when you enter the Pittman grove area it's a big metal arch like an old-timey cemetery mm-hmm. that says Pittman Grove and uh, foreboding weird metal letters. It's really? A, it's, I'll post a picture with, with the episode. <laughs> That's what it looks like, the entrance of a concentration God camp. damn it. Or a religious festive center. I'm not sure. Whichever one. It looks scary, though, because it's yeah. the 1800s. Everything is like iron and frightening. You know, it's one of those things. So iron that's when they built it. Concrete block. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I'll post that. That'll be the picture of the of the town, Lord. obviously, on social media, because it's scary. So there mm-hmm. you go. It's uh, at Small Town Murder on Instagram, at Murder Small on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, find that. It's Small Town Pod on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can see it. But uh, it's uh, it's very, very strange there. They, there's a. Uh, the, the the 12 roads are very narrow and there's little houses on these little lots they're 30 by 40 foot lots that's so not big at all not big at all little tiny they were tents originally it's like that's, four easy ups it's yeah that's basically what it is it's kind of like a uh it's like a shanty town yeah. but not but of but not but it's like you know yeah. nice but and it's that was a tiny lot little yeah those were Jesus. little lots because those were people at first they were just there to worship for right. a while and then they became permanent year-round residences and now it's you know new jersey for christ's sake you can how big a house is on that not very no. if it's a 30 by 40 that's lot a, fucking that's a one room You'd need it to be tall, right. I guess. Yeah, 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 <laughs> You'd need yeah. multiple floors. That's is all what I it can is. Think. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all I can imagine here. Now, they have, there's the Broadway Theater there, which is this cool-looking old theater that they have. That's kind of their <clears throat> claim to fame, I uh-huh. guess, as far as for shit to do. Uh, there was uh, uh, this guy here, this guy named uh, Lacey. Uh, he became... Uh, uh, he, or I'm sorry. Jesus, I messed it all up here. Yeah. It's uh, uh, a guy named Henry Carr, Dr. Dr. Henry Carr, uh-huh. this other guy named George Washing, uh, Washing Carr, who was one of his relatives, yeah. they bought a bunch of land that became the site of the Broadway Theater. Uh, they had a lake and a park that was named the Alcyon, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, fishing and boating and a boardwalk and a bathhouse and a merry-go-round, bowling alleys, a casino, roller skating rink, and other shit. Mm-hmm. And in 1905, they staged the the fall of Part Arthur, a, a naval battle oh, on the Jesus. lake, which seemed they, they performed it by the people who lived there that's awesome performing a naval battle which seems really that seems elaborate like a lot yeah, yeah. Uh, they had horse racing there uh, but during the 30s all this went downhill and then in the 40s it was taken over for tax liens <laughs> and sold for $5,200 at public auction wow so that's some sad shit <laughs> yeah 
post World War II. <laughs> this place used to be happening. Fifty two hundred bucks. Used to be. Yeah. I don't know. Fifty five. It's a little high. Fifty two. Fifth. How about fifty two? Fifty two. I'll give you fifty. That I'm not incredible. going a cent higher. What year was this? Not a penny higher. Nineteen forty five. Wow. Post World War Two. This whole area, an area big enough to stage naval battles yeah. on and, and have amusement rides. That's so rad. Their website is hilarious uh-huh. because it's what. What year are these websites being built in? This one says, welcome, exclamation point. Welcome to our new and improved website. New and improved. If your website says, welcome to our website, it's a (laughs) shitty website. Okay? That's terrible. You need to Uh, new and improve it again. Yeah. Feel free to browse for all that Pittman, New Jersey has to offer. Dining, entertainment, services, and shopping. Check back often for updated content. That's what a website is. You didn't have to explain what that is. That's like every time you got into McDonald's, they were like, this is a hamburger restaurant. Order the food at the counter, and then they do this, and you take it home and eat, and you get nutrients, and then you shit. Is that, that's, we don't need to explain it. We know what it's there for. You give me food, I take it home, I eat it, and I shit it out. That's how it works. This is... Yeah. Unnecessary shit here. Come back to our website. Come back to our website periodically where we might update more information that you can browse through, as is the purpose of a website. Right. Did we explain it thoroughly enough? There's a Q&A at the end of this, an FAQ in case you really need to know more. Don't forget to pay your 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 cable bill so hey. that you can get your internet and come back to our come webpage. Come back to our webpage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't forget to turn your electricity on so yeah. you can turn your computer on and then pay your cable bill yeah. and come back to our webpage. Come back to our, please, come back to our webpage is what we're saying. We really need you to come back. I don't know why. It doesn't help us any, but right. come back. Uh, people from this town, notable people, we have a uh, uh, Joe Crispin, who's a, he played for the Suns and Lakers no. in, the, in the 80s, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, in the late 90s there. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, a few other people here, a Miss New Jersey from 2004. Hell yeah. Oh, boy. And then a, Jane Moffitt, who played for four seasons in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League oh. in the 40s, one of the uh, League of Their Owners. Uh, I'm not sure it doesn't yeah. say. But uh, I could have looked it up. Really, Was she a peach? Doesn't really matter. Was she a goddamn peach? It doesn't matter. Either way, she played the damn thing, and I'm I'm very happy about she that. She played one of six teams. Was one it of, a six? I think there were six. They might have expanded to eight, and it, then contracted to four at some point, and then went away. And then it was that. all done. That's sad. So we have a resident review uh-huh. of this town, which I always love. Mm-hmm. These are like my favorite thing in the world. They're really great to hear somebody <laughs> who should know better. Yeah, <laughs> for, they, for, you know, what I mean, for real, they should know better that we know that it sucks it's a small town this is one of this you always i love when they have a very specific beef with the yeah. town too those are my favorite reviews where you're like this person's taking out their really personal makes you want to give them a have. call and be like, yeah. what's the story what happened tell here? me tell me all I about gotta it. know you just touched on it here you you you, you just painted the t- outside of it i really you ran over and tagged it and didn't tell us shit connect the dots paint a picture <laughs> for me here resident review quote i do not like Pittman." Okay, that's yeah. a. They have a big heroin problem mixed with an overstepping police force. So you have junkies and and apparently police force who's overzealous about the junkies. Yeah. I'm not sure. Their focus they are the focus that the focus their resources. I assume that's supposed to be they. Yeah. They focus their resources on petty things like overnight parking tickets instead of catching real criminals. This person's got a bunch of parking tickets. So many. He picked one up and he's like, "There's fucking junkies sleeping under my car. You're giving me the fucking ticket." Are you kidding me? Look over there. The fucking guy is he's just shit himself in public on the fucking sidewalk. And I get a ticket. 
That's what he said. A basically. junkie nodded off on my hood while you wrote this. He's that's what he's thinking. Quote: Spent a ton of money on a police dog, which doesn't do anything. What's it gonna do? It right. gave me an overnight barking ticket. That's what it gets. With all that's all I ever see. Uh, taxes are high, and most people that live here will never leave. Is that bad? You want a town with constant turnover? <laughs> if you want to experience a, a good new face at McDonald's because the other guy moved, that's what I mean. I like how this person opens and closes distinctly. Mm-hmm. Opens with "I do not like Pittman," right. and closes with "If you want to experience good a good living environment, look elsewhere." So. <laughs> He's got an opening and a closing. He followed some direction here, yeah. but uh, he's a very particular beef. He got a ticket once, right. yet he sees junkies everywhere, and he's like, they're not getting tickets. Well, I'm, I get an overnight parking ticket. I pay taxes, and you give me a ticket? And then it all went into that review. My tag went to a goddamn police dog, and you're giving me tickets? Two stars. For so, parking. Yeah. That's what the fucking dog's doing? I think that's what the extra stars for yeah. the dog's cute. At least they got a dog. He's cute. <laughs> he's a cute little fucker. I got to give him that. So, you know what? Two stars. Speaks German. That's well, that's a little frightening. <laughs> this town hit peak population in 1970 when they had over 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. They kind of went all, went up slowly, and since then they've gone back down a little bit slowly. It's That was their peak, though. Uh, people in this town, that's because people have left Philly, too, yeah. around that yeah. time. So, uh, People population here, 8,886. It's a good amount. So it's a decent amount. Yeah. Down five, uh, a little over 5% since 1990. Really? So, yeah, people have, have left. It's been, like I said, 10,000 in, in uh, 1970, 10,250 in 1970. Mm-hmm. We're back down a little bit. So More. the guy that writes the reviews full of shit. These people do leave. People do leave. <laughs> well, they die, probably, yeah. Yeah, is what, what happens. Because the the all the young demographics are low. All the old demographics are high there in this town. People don't leave. They no. do stay forever yeah. and die there. More females, which is it's you know 53% female, which is a definite indicator that the, the population's yeah. older. Mm-hmm. And so that works because you bastards outlive us, you fuckers. You, you seem All the time. furious about it. <laughs> well, why should you live longer? I'm willing to give any advantage you want. I'm for you know advancing all of right. women's things, but you can't fucking live longer, too. No, that's just not fair. I just want to live the same amount. <laughs> well, you know, that's the other thing, too. Is, that's uh, all. If, if you're not making as much as a man, uh, the good news is you'll make it up in years. <laughs> Stay on the job a couple years well, longer. <laughs> <laughs> the Ladies Lord. and gentlemen, somehow... Andrew Jackson. I know that's Andrew Jackson's not known for misogyny, but I'm sure, I'm sure he had to, at one point he said a similar statement there. That's Jimmy trying to joke. So yeah. But I want equality of, of death. I'm in. I want death equality. I want to die the same as you. Not fair. So uh, 50-50 married population is the same as usual, right on the money. Most of the stats are pretty close to normal, except there's less less single people with children. Seems like with people with kids seem to stay together here Uh more, whereas uh, a lot of the other people are old. And so they're they're aged out of kids at that point. Uh, We do have uh, a race of this town, 89% white. Okay. Pretty white. Yeah. Uh, 2% black. Oh. 2% black in... 
New Jersey. It's crazy. Right outside of Philadelphia. Right, right, out, right outside of Camden. <laughs> right. And an hour and a half from New York City. So that's, uh, that's that seems on purpose. Right. That's, that seems on purpose to me. That's because it's not like an expensive town that would be like, oh, uh, you know, let's price all the minorities right. out of it. And all there's right. like eight rich people yeah. living there. It's not like that with, you know, big giant estates or <laughs> yeah. no room for houses. This it's, is this is all inclusive. And yeah, but it seems on purpose. Yeah, it's or yeah, something's well, yeah, going yeah. on. Something's going on yeah. keeping somebody out of somewhere. Uh, about two percent Asian here. Uh, 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 even Hispanic is only is less than three percent. So it's, it's pretty pretty white town. Religion it's right on the money. Fifty fifty. It's about forty nine percent. Weird thing is more Baptist than I've ever seen this far north. Nine percent Baptist, that which is, is high. That's high for yeah. New Jersey. Damn near ten percent outside of Philly. Yeah. Of course, though, twenty seven percent Catholic because go. Catholics are the that's, Baptists. That's the of the north so that's how that works obviously yeah listen to this this is has to be 0.0 percent jewish huh in new jersey yeah. outside of philly an hour and a half from new york city <laughs> that seems on purpose what's happening i'm here? fucking sorry yeah. that seems uh, this is i don't like what's happening no. in this town. there's some weird shit going Zero. on really weird shit here uh 0.5 percent muslim uh, a couple muslims there uh 47.3 percent of the people uh, basically last time 47 percent voted democrat 47 percent voted republican okay. in the presidential election so this in the county so right it's at a the middle absolute swing yeah. county uh-huh. uh here uh, now the unemployment rates right on the money a little under four percent as for the rest of the country uh median household income uh is high though normally it's a little under fifty eight thousand. here it is about seventy three thousand five hundred bucks about that a little bit high for for income and as we'll talk about the cost of living is kind of low uh the jobs pretty much on the money i mean you can commute to philly so it's one of those things you don't really have to work Mm -hmm. in Pittman. you can go find some other you know employment somewhere so uh a lot of educational services because there's colleges all around Mm -hmm. in that area and a few more uh uh, jobs because there's more old people right cost of living 100 is average regular par uh here it is 103 which is almost pretty close and uh the low thing though is housing which you you never see that on the east coast especially in new jersey housing's a 90 what shocking that's what i mean people are making (laughs) 78 grand 73 what did you say Uh, 70 (laughs) 70 something 73 and a half I'm with a sorry 90 in housing uh, man yeah that's uh, you got me there <laughs> 73 at uh, median home cost 178,300 bucks wow which is shockingly low for new jersey uh very very low most of the houses are between 150 and 300 grand what is happening so there's a lot in there those are like 65 percent of the houses 25 percent of the people here are renters too mm-hmm. so there's a lot of rental shit sure. as well so it's a very uh, you know affordable place i can't believe a, i like jersey right it's, now it's very interesting yeah. well if you like it more than you think you do we have for you jimmy this could be useful the Pittman, new jersey real estate report Your average two-bedroom rental here is $1,200 a month, which okay. seems that's high. That's your national average, right. and it's it's, it's, uh, it's under to buy. So you're better off buying here. That's because there's so many renters, though. Okay. So that makes sense. I found a two-bedroom, two-bath, 806 square foot, but it's a freestanding, its own little house. Okay. Uh, 62000 bucks. That's super affordable. It needs some work oh, and sure. shit like that, but it's $62,000 <laughs> for a house. That's, you can't it. get an SUV for that. Right. So, your, I, house, your house rich. Yeah, that's what I mean. I found a three-bedroom, one-bath, $1,500 
363 square foot kind okay. of you know starter home for kids. It's one and a half bath. Vinyl siding wonder. One of those vinyl oh, okay. siding Jersey yeah. you know neighborhood wonders here. 160 grand. Wow. That's your base level entry kind of. Yeah. That then you want to spread out a little bit. This is pretty much the most expensive house for sale in town right now. In the whole thing. The whole thing. Uh-huh. Uh, five bedroom, three bath, 3,998 square feet, just yes. shy of 4,000, $307,000. What a deal. It's nice, nice to walk up. It's got good curb appeal. On the East Coast. On the East Coast, half hour outside of Philly. Doesn't happen. You can go to New York City. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. It's Jesus. Not a bad place, maybe. I hope somebody listening to this that lives in Philly buys that shit and commutes. Yeah, just, just commute it. So, Philly's wait, expensive. What? It, what, where? I, well, forget I'm it. I'm buying just, it. I'm, I'm just going to drive. Uh, things to do mm-hmm. in this town. Uh, this is hilarious, this whole thing. Well, they had a thing to do. Now yeah. they don't anymore. <laughs> Starting in 2017, they had the Pittman Potter Festival, which is the Harry Potter Festival. Get out of my life. uh, Well, I'll read right from their website here. This is when it was first starting. They were very excited. 2017? 2017. A little late on it. A little late on it. The festival begins on Friday evening at 6 p.m. with a showing of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone at the Broadway Theater. The festivities continue Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. with a variety of activities for all ages, including a sorting ceremony in the Pittman Grove Auditorium, a defense against the dark uh, arts class uh, at Sunset Auditorium, magical entertainment at Ballard Park in Uptown Pittman, and much more. Uh, Many businesses are joining the fun and offering themed menus, activities, and items. Pittman Gallery and Art Center will be hosting its themed exhibit, Harry Potter, and will be raffling a signed framed print from the published illustrator. The the, the Gallery and Art Center is also planning some enchanting Saturday evening entertainment. Uh, While some of the activities will be offered free of charge. A $5 wristband will be required to enter the main events. I hate this so much. $5. Uh, you know how that goes. Uh, wristbands go on sale. There's a limited amount of wristbands, so I mean, you got to get them right away. It's a non-profit event run by volunteers. Uh, goes to the ch- Chamber of Commerce. Uh, then their, their last thing they say is very prescient here. Uh, quote, uh, uh, Warner Brothers Entertainment and J.K. Rowling are not associated have nothing to do with as this. if you thought they were. Like, you thought they were sponsoring this. Not associated or responsible for the festival in any way, and we hope they won't send us to as uh, as Caban for expressing our enthusiasm. Okay, so the, so what happened the next year? They weren't allowed to call it the Pittman Potter Festival no. anymore because they had been they got a Seems copyright claim. Yeah, uh, they called it the Pittman Festival that must be named that must not be named. <laughs> Pittman Festival that must not be named. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, the Warner Brothers said, not good enough. Shut it down, fuckers. So it was the last year was the last one there. Uh, they were contacted shortly that said that uh, they, Warner Brothers, quote, enforcement of Warner Brothers copyrights and trademarks would be much stricter than we anticipated, is what they said. Yeah, they protect that stuff. You can't just... Fucking idiots. Oh, my God. But, I mean, honestly, we, we, this isn't taking money out of their pocket also. This is promoting no, their movies. Yeah. Their and, and it's also... Movies. I mean, now it's so it's late. It's stupid, yeah. but... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hilarious is what it is. And this is the Chamber of Commerce's statement. It's a rare gift as an adult to be given the chance to turn a fantasy world into a reality. Although the magic of Pittman took the form of the Pittman Potter Festival in 2017 and 18, those of us who live here know what a magical community Pittman is year-round no more 
Oh, how uh, fucking petty is Warner Brothers? Says Warner Brothers. That's disgusting. Nevermore. They refuse to let 8,000 people live in their own town. Dick around, watch a Harry Potter movie, and make some themed drinks. It's grown Who adults a with shit? a fucking twig in their hand. Who, Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Uh, so stupid. <laughs> crime rate in this town besides that last stupidity i want them to continue it i'll fucking come you put I, that thing on i I'll don't get even on like a harry potter i don't either I just, uh, i've never seen a single thing uh, i'm not going to worst. but i will come celebrate that horse shit with you, you yeah, just that thing fight up again. because this is oh, ridiculous yeah. you know what screw you warner brothers yeah. how dare you enforce copyright jerks. on a town it's not even like i could see if philly was doing yeah. one and they're but even then it's promoting your show right. it's whatever i could see that but it's a small town dicking off who cares it's people People breaking sticks and calling it a Harry Potter wand. Yeah, chasing each other around. Somebody bought. They're going to have a sorting ceremony where we're going to. Oh, you're this one, and you're great. That's terrific. Crime rate in this town. Who's that, Warner Brothers? Fuck, I don't know. What a joke that fuck. What a jerk. We're trying to make stuff. Let's not besmirch entire networks at the moment. Don't be dicks, Warner Brothers. Maybe something's going to happen. Who knows? So crime rate in this town. Mm -hmm. Property crime is a little, it's a little over half the usual rate. So it's low. Uh And then also violent crime, murder, uh, murder, rape, robbery, and assault. The Mount Rushmore of crime is about one third the national average. So very low. So considering its location to other places with very high crime and murder rates, this is a very low thing. I don't know what's happening in this town. James, it's creepy and weird. Harry Potter. Potter fans. It's a bunch of fucking nerds. Uh, I, I guess. <laughs> but they're old people there. Yeah. Live there. I don't know what's going on. It seems like there's old people who don't want black people or no Jewish people <laughs> at all in here. I don't know what's happening in this town. It's just strange, but it's very safe, I guess. Um, which is why our murder is such a strange murder. Which yeah. You know what? Let's talk about a murder. I can't wait. I think we should. Hey, everybody, just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about a sponsor that can keep you safe, yeah. Simply Safe. SimplySafe.com, S I M P L I Safe.com. Absolutely. Did you know that according to FBI property crime data, most home break ins happen in broad daylight? Oh, my. Is that yeah. right? So as the days are getting longer this spring, yeah. you want to protect your home with Simply Safe. It's the award-winning home security system that Jimmy and I both use yeah. to protect our homes, our studios, customers, and experts. Everybody is in agreement about one thing, and that Simply Safe is awesome. And you install your system your way. It's easy to do it yourself. Even we did it, so you can do it. Uh, or you can get their professionals to do it for you. You can test it out with absolutely no risk to you with Simply Safe 60-day risk-free trial. You don't love it? Return. Turn it for a full refund. You bet. So protect your home today. Our listeners get a special 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash small. That's simply safe, S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash small. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Now back to the show. This show, Small Town Murder, is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oh, BetterHelp.com. Absolutely. And let me ask you this, Jimmy and everybody else. What's Ooh. the first thing you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Let's just say it was oh, magical. Oh, man. What do you take a nap, go for a run? Maybe you read, you just catch up on some Another relaxing. therapy session. Therapy, something like that. But yeah. the thing is, if time was unlimited... 
how would you make use of it? How would you decide what's important enough to make time for is the thing. So that's kind of how you have to worry, think about it. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. That's Prioritize. Prioritize. What are your priorities? And that does help a lot. I know you've mm-hmm. actually talked about priorities oh, yeah. from yeah. therapy that they taught sure. you, you know, how to deal with stuff and how Absolutely. to figure out what your priorities are. Finding and and isolating what's most important throughout the day and getting those tasks done first yeah. and then meandering down the list as you go. That's a, it's, Finder- a, it's a great way to do do things and file and your life away. Find what brings you joy, actually. Yeah. What you might actually like. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That's awesome. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SmallTownMurder today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash SmallTownMurder. Now back to the show. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. <laughs> so, my goodness, uh, this is uh, this is exact murder that you would expect to not happen in this town. Okay. Put it that way. It's 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 a quiet town. It's a nice town. It's a town where people you know can uh, go outside and hang out in their yards and right. not not think that somebody's going to come up and bonk them on the head right. and you know take, empty their pockets or anything. You know, it's it's a nice town. It's a nice place. A bunch of I people guess. casting spells and yeah. Shit. If you're old and pretty white, this is probably the place you want to be. Where you can run around and pretend to play. What the fuck is the name of that stupid? Quidditch. Quidditch. <laughs> Run around and pretend to play. I'm flying. No, you're not, Bob. <laughs> Bob, you're running with your fucking wife's broom in your hand, you stupid idiot. You're not flying, stupid. <laughs> you're an adult. <laughs> your kid is looking at you funny. Throwing a, throwing a bocce ball through his Jesus. neighbor's window, talking about he scored. <laughs> Bob, your grandkids are laughing at you. How's that feel? <laughs> How's it feel? <laughs> to have your grandchildren laughing in your face. This is a time where I regret that I didn't watch any of the Harry, po- Harry no, Potter I stuff. I would have much more references. Harry Potter references destroy, too. People love oh, talking love about that stupid shit. We don't know anything about it. I know... I know Slytherin. I know... Uh, yeah, I know... That Quidditch. The, I know... Guy, there's an owl and a, and a ginger kid and Dobby, yeah. whoever the fuck that is. There's a yeah, an unfortunately pigmented ginger child. Yeah. Um, there's that chick the guy with a long beard. Harry Potter took his dick out on a stage when he was done with Harry Potter. I know that's a thing. What right? he, he he did some naked show Harry what? Potter. Yeah, because he didn't want to be Harry Potter. That's what that's one way. To that's do what it. all those kid stars do. As soon yeah. as they're adults, they're like, I need to show my vagina slash penis right now, or everyone's going to think I'm just a kid actor right see showgirls yes. to let you know it's like i need to gyrate in the most unnatural and uncomfortable and unhuman for that matter in human form possible to show everyone also that I'm unchildlike not yeah unchildlike watch me but she looks like a child who's like i saw someone dance seductively once and i think that is this seductive but there's no like feeling to it 
that show, girls. If I gyrate like you can see it, so that means it's seductive. Here are my boobs. It's That's essentially good, right? the equivalent of uh, Jesse Spano gyrating in a chair on yeah. carpet trying to make it move. That's, that's what you just that's did. That's what I did. Yeah, I was like, is that, what it, is that what's happening? Is this good now? Jesse Spano looks like good? she's trying to make a roller chair move on yeah. carpet. Did, did I do okay? Do you think I'm a grown-up now? Is this... Can I get rolls? Yeah. Do I? Matter of fact, you will get no more rolls, Jesse. No, you're done, actually, <laughs> that's forever. Last, that's the last one. And people are going to make fun of you for, <laughs> I don't know, at least thir- at least 23 years, because that's, I think it's 96, 95, 95, I don't know, somewhere yeah. in the mid-90s. See if you can, see if you can outrun uh, Monica Lewinsky's jokes. <laughs> at least a quarter century, this is going to haunt you. Everyone's, you're going to be a punchline. Yeah, forever. So, you know. It's over. Uh, yeah. You, no, stand next to Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, he's back. He was Robin. Stand next Next to him, he thought it was good for. He thought it was good he too. Was good hey, everybody thought it was a good idea. His agents told him. They told you. Everybody thought. Right. Everybody thinks it's a good idea at the time. But now you stand over there with him, of the people whose careers are over. There you go. Screech will be there in a minute. No, no. Oh, no, no. Screech is in the next room. There's a never had a movie. They never even gave him a shot to be an adult actor. They were just like, Screech? Fuck no. Get out of here. Remember when he stabbed a guy? He can stand in for Pauly Shore or something. If, Paul, if we're lighting, he can come in for Pauly, but then he has to leave. He can't speak. We don't want him Keep to say anything. your dick in your pants, sir. Oh, my God. All right. Enough 90s references. Blast from the past. Let's just talk about Brendan Fraser for 20 minutes. So uh, let's talk about this murder. Let's get into uh, a couple of people here. Let's talk about Bruce and Alice Sharp. Okay. Uh, they are a couple, mm-hmm. a married couple. They've been married many, many years. Yeah, over Over almost, uh, almost 40 years, basically. Based on Bruce and Alice. Bruce and Alice yeah. Sharp. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're, we're going to go all the way back to 1984 here. Okay. Uh, so we're going to fly back in time to 1984 and, uh, you know, figure this out here. Now, in 84. Four, uh, Bruce is 63 years old and Alice is 59 years old. Their children are adults. Uh, they're grown up. Uh, Bruce has uh, just retired as a mechanic. He was a mechanic okay. for 40 years and he retires. And Alice is an elementary school teacher. Great. Uh, currently, she uh-huh. still is. Uh, she's a second grade teacher in the Sewell's, at the Sewell School in uh, Mantua. And uh, her husband was a mechanic at the Texaco plant in Eagle Point. Oh, goodness. So, I mean, yeah, these they had, you know, they worked their their lives and they're just coming to the end of it they like to garden a lot and things like that the bluest collars yeah the blue collars and now they're just like slowing down and they're enjoying their retirement and this sort of thing and they're looking forward to maybe some grandkids eventually Mm -hmm. and you know that sort of thing here uh she uh uh, like i said she uh was a second grade teacher they lived in this home it's a two-story home Mm -hmm. uh, on uh with white siding it's a you know your typical nice little house that you'd see in, in new jersey not a big house not a sprawl house not a shack very modest like our second house from the real estate report one of those just like a nice nice little house vinyl vinyl siding wonder type of deal and uh, it's on a nice quiet little street too there's a quiet street with only six houses on it so very quiet little little cul-de-sac street. So it's a you know very idyllic little area You're here. Kind of place. You're going to retire. Well, not really because there's the six location. other houses <laughs> and the location. 
except for the neighbors and the location. It's my kind of place. But I mean, your street now has like yeah. twelve. Yeah, yeah, no, but I want like a, I want like a um, zero. Yeah, I want zero. <laughs> I like when we. If I can get to a street where there's one house and it's mine. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like if I without my name on it, though, right. I don't want anybody to know that. Now, if if remember when we went looking for OJ's house yeah. in Brentwood and we were driving around, yeah. that's what I like. Those t- fucking twenty five foot tie like right. bush tree things yeah. all around. I like that. Yeah. I, I don't know, I'm not going to have an estate like that, obviously. That's very expensive. But if I could just have a regular house with like 25-foot bushes right. around, I, that would be perfect. That'd be great. A cul-de-sac that's like half a mile long, and yeah. there's two houses on it, one for either side of the street. Yeah, that would yeah, be good. I'd, I'd like that. I'd like, And if you could just avert your gaze when you come right. outside, just, you don't have to wave. We don't have to wave. We know we're here. Just keep your eyes straight down the, the fucking hood, unless sir. Got something to say. Unless my house is on fire, I don't need to know anything. What's well, okay? Straight down the hood. Yeah, uh, they lived here. Uh, uh, they lived here. Uh, they've lived here forever. Basically, they've raised their kids here. This is their place, and now they're going to retire here. Uh, in one of her reports, Alice Sharp uh, from the superintendent, one of her teacher, like you know whatever evaluations i guess uh she'd been a teacher in the district since 1962 1962 so at this point over 20 years in this district Mm -hmm. and it said that she started out as a substitute and then uh has been a full-time teacher for 15 years oh so she came in that way and she uh, stuck around with that substitute shit back then you had to like teaching jobs were were a good thing that people wanted now it's like can you when the fuck can you you don't all right i know you didn't graduate yet but we're gonna let you teach anyway we're gonna get you started we're going to give you a class. Right. Just to tell you what. Make sure none of these kids stab each other for a while, <laughs> like 40 minutes at a time, and then just get your degree whenever. Yeah. It's fine. We don't even know anymore. <laughs> it's been like that it's for rough. a long time, too. It's rough. Because when I was in school, we had a teacher who was... Active shooter drills. Just work on that, and then we'll figure out the rest of it later. To make sure that they got that part down. Teach them how to get under their desk without hurting themselves. After that, we'll, we'll work on it. I don't know. <laughs> Curriculum? What Curriculum, are you talking yeah, about? The, yeah, and the teachers, are, they, they want to do... It's like the it's like on the wire, Jimmy. It's like the fourth season of the wire. The teachers, if you ever know any teachers, all they want to do is really well. Yeah. They want to be the best teachers. They want their kids to be smart. Right. They want to teach them the right stuff. And it's not made easy by anybody uh, that uh, operates school districts. Anybody that surrounds the education process yeah. outside of teachers, it's rough. Fucks everything. It's, it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's they're a, just it's terrible a, at running it. It's bad shit from here. the from the from the yeah. pay on down. Let the teachers figure. Give them more of a say, maybe. They, nice. they're, they're there. They know what's going on. <laughs> you know, they know what's up. I'm sure that yeah. when they design a car, they probably consult a mechanic at some point. And they I'll go, bet you're right. Hey, if we do this configuration, will it work like as a car? Will this operate? Will that run and we can drive and stuff? No? Oh, shit. Well, we better redesign it. We better figure this yeah, out. maybe do that. So I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it. But uh, I guess she was currently teaching second grade. Like we said, she was described in, a, in an evaluation, Alice was, as a, quote, sound fundamental teacher who paid attention to the details. Okay. So she's known as a nice lady and a good teacher. And so is Bruce, not a nice lady and a good teacher, right. but a good mechanic and a right. nice guy. So yeah. uh, they have two sons. Uh, one is named John. He is 33 years old at this moment, and he's... He's a, a PE teacher in Maryland okay. at the time. So uh, he's a gym teacher. Yep. Uh, their other son, their first son, Bruce Jr., uh, was killed uh, in Vietnam. Oh, my God. Uh, killed in 1968 uh, during a Viet Cong ambush in Da Nang. Jesus. So 
Yes. Yeah, he was killed there, which was a, a rough one there. That Lost a lot of people horrific. there. And uh, he was the town's first fatality of the Vietnam mm-hmm. War. So he was, it was a big deal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, they kind of, everybody, a lot of the people in the community know uh, the know the the sharps because yeah. of this thing that happened well, with yeah. their son because he was the first one so it was a big deal and right. they kind of rallied around him and uh you know as a town would i would imagine he's Lori piestua you know I, I mean? yeah that's the thing that, thing, that I, I know no one knows what you're talking about i realize that's that <laughs> <laughs> you just made a very local reference like well, north phoenix no, well she's in tuba city arizona mm. and she was uh the first female uh native yeah. american ever killed in combat i think i'm not sure I don't know I don't for wanna, sure. I don't want to. I know she was the first female yeah. killed in the uh, Iraq Afghanistan thingyo. <laughs> the thingyo over there, you know. You know that old dust up. You know that little thingyo that happened. <laughs> that old skirmish that's still know, happening. Why? Thousands of people. Anyway, we trillions named, of dollars. That thingy. We named an, a mountain after her, and awesome. uh, I'm very aware of where Tuba City is because of that whole okay, thing. So, and yeah. so this is probably very similar. Uh, he's also somebody's. I saw my buddy die face down in the muck. He's, that, he's somebody yeah. has that story. That's the other guy. thing. Too. Right. And then multiple people from the town uh, afterwards mm-hmm. died in the next couple of weeks. Oh my god! And these, they were there was a bunch in this area, and there was a, that was a heavy fighting area. So that's what happened. Uh, so April 30th, 1984, as we set the. 63-year-old Bruce, 59-year-old Alice, second-grade teacher, retired mechanic. They are, uh, uh, you know, they're living their lives. uh, They live kind of a a very quiet life. I mean, they live on a quiet street. They're they're half-retired. She teaches second grade, which isn't like she goes, she's not like in the the pits in in like Wall Street shouting out uh, trading numbers and shit like that. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, teaching second graders. They're they're relaxed people. Uh, So a, a woman named Susan Sayer, who is the uh, uh, she lives she's a neighbor of the Pittmans okay. on the street. She gets a call from the secretary at the Sewell School where God, why do they name it something easier to I say? I hate that so much. Sewell School. Is it S-E-W-E-L? Yeah, like, oh, like the old Bronco. God Steve damn it. Sewell. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, yeah, that is about. fucked up. Sewell School. That sounds so weird Ugh. and I'm purposely like it sounds like someone tried to make something that was hard to say. <laughs> you know, like it's a tongue twister. You say it over and over again. The secondary Sewell School uh, yeah, district. Just call it Sewell Elementary. Yeah, you know what I mean. We just call school. it. School. We just call it Sewell Sewell School. <laughs> Got to sing it. It's the only Gotta way to get fly. through it. Yeah, Sewell School. Uh, yeah. So uh, they said, which is a weird thing because she doesn't work for these people. So right. to get a call or have any students at the school, so it's a strange call to get. I work at. The school great that's nice i fucking work here it's a pleasure good to meet you what are we talking about uh it wasn't like oh i know what's going on alice like we said is a teacher and she lives right she lives as susan sayer lives on this small street Mm -hmm. that alice and bruce live on and i guess alice didn't show up for work that day on april 30th so that's abnormal for alice she's a pretty reliable lady she's not a real big partier no i mean she'll go through some coke from time to time i mean she'll rip through it for two weeks on a binge but you know when that's coming. You can see the bags under her eyes, and you, you can tell she's getting more irritable. Yeah. She starts kicking kids in the chest once in a while. You're like, oh, Christ, here it comes. Alice, Alice isn't going to show up for a couple weeks. <laughs> the two weeks are calling in. You know how it goes. Yeah. But uh, no, honestly, she's a very reliable, very non-coke addicted, very sure. forthright woman here. That well, as a all... substitute teacher, her life was generally like it could be on a whim. She could be called that's today I mean. for tomorrow's yeah. work. So Exactly. She's probably pretty clean. <laughs> and she, that's the other thing. It's 
it's not like, oh, Christ, I gotta, I've, I've been <laughs> drinking all night. I gotta come in this morning. Like, that's not really right. with her. They're, they're pretty stable people. Yeah. Enough to where if she doesn't show up, they start calling neighbors. Yeah. They, that's we'll, really we'll reliable. Start with the house next door and fan out from that's there. What, I mean. what the fuck? That's really reliable. <laughs> yeah. Not like, yeah. oh, maybe she's sick and meant to call but fell asleep because she was sick or something like that. I'll huh. give her till noon. Fuck no. Hey, it's, it's 9.03. Alice isn't here. Let's start calling the neighbors. Like, that's. <laughs> extra i've never been have you ever been that reliable no, on a job no. where they're like oh he must there must be a problem obviously God, no. he would have definitely been here shit no 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 you they just assume hey, he's got something's up it's he'll probably be this is probably him going um i'm not coming back ever again or he'll be here tomorrow <laughs> yeah either one yeah or he'll be here by but by sure. 10 yeah he probably is still asleep let's well, just right. i called him but he's not gonna hear that if he's hung over right <laughs> So uh, they said, yeah, she she hadn't reported for work. This woman, the, the secretary, had called their house, Bruce and Al, obviously first. I'm going to tell you start the most embarrassing thing real quick. Okay. I got called once by my job at fucking uh, one in the afternoon, and it woke me up. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I'm late. And they're like, oh, we thought you... You you haven't been here yet. <laughs> we thought you already left. <laughs> now, how much do you guys not need me nor nor like we thought, me? What were you, you scheduled? Did, with? So fucking four to twelve, six a.m., <laughs> six to two. Oh, so they thought They're you like, left we, early. They thought I just took off early. Like, Where oh, are you? You just hadn't been there at all. <laughs> you should have said I'm two to ten tonight, right? <laughs> What are you calling me? What are you fucking I'll waking? be there in an hour. I'll be there when I'm supposed to be there. Dude, you should have. You totally blew that. Because they would have been like, no, you're. No, you'd no. have been like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. They fucking told me two to ten. The good news is I hated that job and they fired me over. I had, where's that schedule? Start shuffling. Pay. Hold on a minute. Because I, I swear, yeah. I my schedule says two to ten. I swear yeah. to God. I planned my whole week around They it. gave me a no call, no show over it. I thought it was weird because I usually work. But they said, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> Well, this she's she's That's not how you. Forgettable, I yeah. Am. She's she's not you. No. So uh, no, they know she doesn't show yeah. up because the kids are like sitting there and sure going. We don't have a teacher uh, right now. Yeah, once they're just wandering around, <laughs> just bumping into each other. They don't know what to do. <laughs> stabbing each other. Yeah. Hey, we direction. Can, we can finally stab each other now. That was job directive number one. The shooter drill goes off there on top of their they're desk. On top, yeah. They're, what happened? Oh, shit. Damn it. We don't know what's going on here. So this is. So they said they obviously called Alice first. Yeah. They didn't just start with the neighbor, which uh-huh. is good. She's not here. Call her next door neighbor, and then we'll see if she knows. This is so amazing. They start there yeah. and then go fan out, as, we, as you said. So they, uh, uh, they said, can you check on Alice and see if she's around? Which, again, is just so weird i don't fucking know i'm not involved in this <laughs> she works for you you come over and check and see if she's all right know I her. Know. yeah what are you talking about <laughs> go over and check on her what are we doing here so uh the, she goes over there uh, susan sayer goes next door not that far i guess it's not that big of an inconvenience right. uh she found the cellar and back doors unlocked okay which isn't that unusual around there people aren't real sticklers it's not super dangerous but you know they they lock their doors it's not you know uh rural canada or anything yeah. it's they're, they're locking their doors and shit uh she said i don't know why i took a shot at rural canada I don't know. <laughs> but 
There's Canada, nobody there to break in, I guess. I, that's what I that's thought what of. See? I feel like I see like like just sprawling nothingness with like a cabin with smoke coming yeah. out of it sitting rural Canada out I there. I hope per capita Canada has way higher crime than we do. That I would, would be fantastic. So. Be, they don't though, unfortunately. <laughs> don't. But like I figure there, anyone who would come up to the door, you'd be so surprised. You'd, you'd be opening it before they even got there. Come so you in. don't really need to lock it. Right. Holy shit, there's a person coming. Open the door. Christ, I'm lonely. I've had this so, coffee going for years. Oof, Let me, I gotta warm it up. I got some coffee. Oh, it's stale. It's been. St- I got. Well, I got it twelve years yeah, ago. So, but you know, on you. it's you know maybe if I put it in the microwave with a wet paper towel around it, it'll no. It's not gonna. No, okay. it doesn't. Do it's it? done. It's pretty hard. You're right. I should have got steam. Yeah, Shit. freeze dried. Ah, fuck, frozen. Yeah, sourly a pound Next cake. Time. You leave it in there. You never know when you need it. You take it out. There it is. Pound cake. Boom. So uh, welcome. She uh, yeah. She she finds the door unlocked, back door in the cellar. Uh, she opens the door, calls in. Hey, Alice, mm-hmm. Alice, where Bruce? Some yeah. fucking body. I don't know. Where are you guys? Um, you know, she doesn't hear anything, so she walks in the house. Which yeah. I don't know. I tried. I op- call the secretary. I called. Yeah. I went over there. I opened the door and I yelled, and they didn't answer. Nobody. So I'm assuming they're not home, right? Because it's not on my. F- goddamn business where they are or that they didn't show and up if there's work. anything worse in that house send the fucking cops i'm mean, not qualified anything on the inside yeah. i yelled they're not there I've that's all i know yeah. there's no nobody, nobody yelled back that's it just that's, my echo that's my part so <laughs> if you got any further concerns proceed as you must because i'm going to be doing whatever i was doing yeah. before you bothered me <laughs> have a good one instead she walks on in here oh, no nosily opens enters a bruce alice entering the house and uh she she finds uh before she gets to the dining room there's a center hallway and there she finds the very bloody and very lifeless bodies of bruce and alice both both of them right there. laid out in the hallway area there oh, no. um so obviously she has a little freak out yeah um i mean she's probably not the most exciting person either. She's right. the type of person who you'd call to check on a second grade teacher to make sure she, you know what I mean? She, they called her to check on them she's, at nine o'clock in the morning. She's the second most reliable person right. in town. Yeah. Like, did we get Susan on it? We'll call Susan. <laughs> Imagine yeah. how busy she is. It's just a coincidence. That was her next door neighbor, but they call her whenever anyone doesn't show up for work. Can you check on? Uh, I can tell you who's never checking on anybody ever again. <laughs> Craig Wilkins yeah. uh, didn't show up for work. <laughs> this Here's morning the at the auto could you check it out for me just uh, off jesus fine he's not home okay i don't know he said he's sick today oh okay thank you yeah just like the the town truant officer so uh instead uh she calls the police and uh, obviously they're concerned yeah. about two bloody dead bodies there it didn't look like it was a natural thing that no. happened whatever happened they just start leaking not from multiple holes no. uh, and from different ways and every it's okay. it's a brutal scene uh it's very brutal here they uh they came in and they said okay they're dead they established that the police which Susan Sayer had that one down. She yeah. didn't really need much yeah. help with that. Uh, they also note a broken vase nearby and a fireplace poker lying near the bodies oh, no. uh, with a whole lot of uh, matter on gore it, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, some gore. Uh, they find no signs of forced entry mm-hmm. when they you know examine the whole house. Of course, there was two doors open also, mm-hmm. so they don't know if that was 
you know, what the either purpose. or either yeah. or uh, and they also find though that the upstairs bedroom that you know, their bedroom Bruce and Alice's bedroom had been completely ransacked tossed. and tossed and gone through Bastards. but the, the rest of the house just uh, looked like there were signs of struggle from here to there yeah. but there wasn't uh, ransacking just okay. mainly up there so uh, obviously there's an investigation here they're found lying in a pool of blood in their own hallway that's something that's abnormal yeah. like we say for a second grade teacher and a retired mechanic um it's funny too when we when we set the stage for this not that's not funny but yeah. when we set the stage for the show I, as bruce and alice and we set their whole life up yeah. you figure oh they're gonna one of them's gonna kill each other oh, for sure obviously yeah. like oh this which is which one snaps this is so idyllic bruce is gonna bruce needs insurance money or some <laughs> shit he's <laughs> he's gonna find uh you know there's some 31 year old broad that right. i got, i found dancing and we're gonna run away to mexico together i've been working my whole life for this and now all of a sudden i hate you now, now I hate you. Now I'm stuck in this house with you forever. Our kid teaches gym. You understand that? <laughs> right now, he's yelling at kids to throw a ball at each other harder. Yeah, that's what we're. That's what we did. This didn't work. It's a fucking failure. You know who's the lucky one? No. Bruce Junior's the. That's lucky right. One. No, that's cold. He got out of he it. He got out of it. So no, that's not what happened. No, that's weird. This they is, loved each that other. That was a complete fiction. Right. No, they were nice people who liked each other and raised their kids well, and they were all fine. And everybody worked his whole life for happy. this end. That's yeah. fucked up. That's the other thing. And so for this end, uh, the it's wow. Uh, they have the police say they have no motive for uh-huh. the slayings, but they say it might have been a burglary based on the tossing, uh-huh. or maybe that was something specific that someone was looking for yeah they didn't know it's it's just two dead people in there in a pool of blood they don't have any enemies i can't imagine man. So, not like alice really pissed a kid off 15 years <laughs> right. ago and now he's come back for revenge you know <laughs> now he's 22 the man put in 40 years turning wrenches man yeah. i did that shit for like it's a brutal. week and i was like i, I i'm not he cut ju- out for just this. retired this is, oh fuck just, man. i think he retired at 62 it's so, so it, hard just retired that so life he, is so brutal he was you know now he was real into gardening mm-hmm. That's what he was into. Yeah. Like he was not. Yeah. He was trying to relax. Keeping his fingernails clean. Oh yeah, he had, or at least with dirt and not grease. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? that comes out a lot easier. Soil instead yeah. of grease is oh, a lot easier. Jesus. So uh, it's the the medical examiner, Doctor Klaus Speth. Mm. I trust him yeah. for some reason. He That's, knows. Sounds like a very harsh yeah uh, it's uh you know he's gonna tell you things you don't want to hear whatever he says fucking trust it yeah Yeah. that's the guy that tells you you have a horrible disease (laughs) (laughs) and you go i'm fucked yeah (laughs) yeah dr klaus told me i'm done uh he said that whoo man alice sustained over 80 wounds no over 80 wounds and was beaten so severely that the fireplace poker penetrated her brain my christ it's a, if you've ever held a fireplace poker yeah. it's not the heaviest thing in no, the world it's not, it's not like an axe no. or anything like see the staircase if you've seen that right. documentary the that's what they're what they said he killed his wife with right that's what we're talking about here i believe the, the yeah. blow the blow thing uh or this might be the 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 point and the hook yeah the hook point one not the blow thing it's the different one that the staircase was the to get it going oh that's what he did it with no this i think he did it with the hook thing this is the he did it with the poker the guy on the staircase Staircase was the stoker was the blow yeah 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 yeah. different one yeah this is a different thing this is the one hook point yeah hook pointer so this thing's nasty 80 wounds with that my that's what they said here and that's not it also and he fucking stabbed her with it he was just wow i mean hacking her at her with it Unreal. over 80 times which seems like pretty personal it's angry that seems personal it's mad and especially with bruce's shot really bruce is shot so Does bruce he only is, bring one bullet bruce is shot to death right. and and he and and alice is 
beaten just so severely pummeled. overkill yeah. with this. So it's very the scene is interesting. You'd walk in and obviously to me you'd look and you'd if this if 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 I'm just initially looking at the right. scene, you go, okay, obviously the focus of the rage is here. Right. Uh, this seems like a... Dispatch him fast get him out of the way. he is clearly a, a, He's threat. a threat. Yeah. yeah. Get him out of the way yeah. and then concentrate my, my rage, rage where I want anger. to, right. which is here. Right. Which would seem like, that's what it would seem like yeah. to me. So it seems... Not, not many second graders are that, that mad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is a very... This seems super personal yeah. and it doesn't seem like, oh, you know, it must have been a... Something. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like uh, random, basically, is what it is. No, so, not at all. Uh, not at all. So uh, this was in broad daylight. This happened. Uh, this is a nice street with six houses on it. Uh, there's a lake at the end of it where, yeah. you know, the neighbors go feed birds and shit like that. It's a very yeah. idyllic little area. Uh, they were last seen working in their yard at about one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh-huh. So that's the last thing they seen. They were they were doing gardening sure. together, basically. Um, yeah. They, they, As a matter of fact, they're still outside. There's still clippers and a lawn rake and a bag of grass clippings still out, out on the lawn. So, like, they... Like they took a break for lemonade? And, yeah. And, and were, found somebody in the house. Were severely murdered oh, boy. here. Uh, yeah, everything was there, sitting, you know, the, the grass was freshly cut, and they were yeah. cleaning up after it. Uh, one of the neighbors here said, quote, we saw her, meaning Alice, around 1 p.m., she was right where the ba- right where the bag was left in the yard because they were saying it was still sitting out there and the police told no one's allowed to move anything it's a crime scene obviously mm-hmm. so uh that's a neighbor of theirs uh uh also they said uh, other neighbors said there's no there was no disturbance none of the neighbors reported any kind of you know ruckus in the neighborhood that day or anything like that it was just a quiet normal day yeah. uh it, you know it's a sunday you know and it just a quiet Sunday and uh, nothing out of the ordinary nothing like that the one neighbor said that's what seems so odd but they also said that there had been two or three burglaries on the block in the past year so there had been some burglaries but nobody put it together as anything to be in the past year, in the past too? year, what are they case in the joint for every three months to yeah, go back. Yeah, to go back, and now we're going to get the big score of right. you know slaughtering the second grade teacher. It doesn't that that doesn't make sense right. either. It's a yeah. weird it doesn't line up the way it looks personal. I don't think you'd go in right away and say, "Well, a burglary that must have been what it was," and because uh, right. th- these were burglaries that were no violence or no no confrontations right. or anything right. like that. It's a snatch and grab or smash and grab, smash and grab, right. and the fact that like they were outside doing yard work yeah. would make it that would cut down on the the uh the chance that they like came home and a right. burglar was yeah, in their house yeah. you know what i'm saying happened you know, upon happened something upon happening. yeah right. they came home early or something they were outside so anyone yeah. who was going to burglar burgle them knew they were there and right. knew they were home and it it's also not the middle of the night someone broke in and they right. caught them and it was a struggle so it's a it's just it's a weird thing yeah. everybody's really perplexed by this whole thing it ruins just every opportunity to really get away with it too yeah. but now now people have seen them at a certain yeah. time it puts the it pinpoints fucking yeah. everything. And if you want to burgle more, you're putting a lot of attention on yourself. Right. So the whole thing doesn't yeah. seem cover uh, of night seems a lot easier. I, I would say so. Uh, they talked to a guy named Tom Herrera, mm-hmm. who uh, who uh, I guess said that uh, on the previous day 
he had they talked to him the next day this yeah. guy he said he'd cut the house across the street's lawn uh from the sharps house and part of his job was to dump the grass clippings from this lawn into the sharps compost heap oh, okay. so i guess everybody who would cut their lawn they'd put it in their compost heap on purpose they yeah. asked him to do that so well yeah they've got a garden james yeah, yeah, they need the compost so, I mean, this is what they're working right. on he's gone from texaco to composting <laughs> he's, he's knocking on neighbors doors and saying dump your shit in dump, my yard he's done a 180 is what i'm saying <laughs> here rather than now that i'm going to dump my shit in your ocean right he's gone to dump your shit in my yard so he's done a complete 180 uh he tells this guy says that while he was wheeling his cart full of clippings up their driveway the sharps driveway he said he encountered a man he said they exchanged no words he said uh uh the guy first ran into some bushes then he retrieved a dirty gray bicycle with an orange sticker on it and rode away that's what he said. And you exchanged fucking no, no words didn't with say that a word man? To the guy. And they said, can you describe him? And he said, this Herrera said that the man had big eyes and, quote, long, scraggly hair, okay. and he wore boots. So okay. they have a mysterious, booted, scraggly man. Right. On a kid's a, bike. On a, ki- on a, on a bike uh, in the bushes as you were wheeling your, your clippings. And you have no fucking questions for no that No questions. And the cops go, all right, sounds good there. Yeah. And they work up a composite sketch mm-hmm. of a scraggly-haired man, uh, a scraggly-haired white man, as we know he's white in this right. town, uh, between the ages of 18 and 21. Okay. So a young man. Uh, and the, the they said the man was last seen riding his bicycle away, old bike old gray dirty bicycle with an orange sticker on it so uh yeah so the cops go in they're looking for clues they say they have no suspect they have no motive they don't have shit they have two bodies and a and a a gardener seeing a scraggly man that's that's all they have uh they said that all they can speculate based on everything they've investigated they have these people there's no one with any reason to kill these people so they said this has to be a a burglary based on the ransack it's the best the best thing occam's razor type of thing it's that that's the best we can go on and we beat uh small town police forces to death for their we lack do. of but this information this is tough just having that there and then yeah. you've got a police force with very little resources they're like um, now we gotta fucking solve this we have to solve this crime <laughs> lay it out before you right now it right. seems pretty rough i'm fucked right now you're with this information you're going was it the gardener did right. he make up the scraggly man was it the scraggly man was the scraggly man someone who worked for them doing stuff in their yard we can't ask them because they're dead right. and they had you know who the hell knows was was someone angry at and them i can't ask that gardener yeah. any more questions because the fucking guy had no questions i had no questions man. that's what i mean was 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 this uh was bruce banging some broad and this was her angry husband there that came over was, was this some you know who the hell knows? Uh, so who knows that's yeah. you don't know what the hell's going on here so they said all they have to go on is maybe they surprised a burglar mm-hmm. while they were working in the yard maybe someone thought they could sneak in and steal some shit while they were outside working which would be really ballsy super brave and they came in and that's that's what ended up happening they didn't know uh uh, at all here so uh on may 1st so you know some time goes by here uh you know this is uh uh, two days but still uh they go by uh then and uh, a guy named paul godman here who's an officer with the police department in Pittman, he gets a phone call from his nephew okay 
talk about sometimes it's funny because you always talk about you know sometimes it's better to be lucky than good and yeah. shit like that and like yeah. you said if you're a cop you're looking at this going fuck I god mean, i hope i'm lucky <laughs> I, unless we pull f- literally fingerprints right. or something you know very solid physical or right. someone confesses we are fucked here this, and this is, is not 1984 yeah this uh, is 84 there's no dna is not really that big. no it's not a thing I mean. at all right it's not a thing at all no. so it's it's fingerprints <laughs> this is or crazy. if they catch a guy with a gun that matches the caliber that killed bruce and, and he hope- says i killed him <laughs> and they match the ballistics and hopefully he'll have a bloody knife on him too otherwise or, you know a right. fireplace poke uh, they need luck basically and they get it here yeah. a guy this is his nephew this officer uh godman his nephew's name is karma or carmen katafi yeah okay katafi he says carmen yeah he says he read about the murders in the newspaper and he tells his uncle that He thinks he knows something about them, but he's afraid to get involved. If you've ever considered a career as a licensed funeral director, Fine Mortuary College's online associate degree program can be completed in just two years. Being a funeral director is about human services. It's about helping the living as they navigate the grieving process. The curriculum focuses on all aspects of funeral service, including the psychology, science, and business requirements of the profession. Fine Mortuary College is dedicated to providing an inclusive, engaging, and innovative educational experience that challenges and prepares tomorrow's funeral service professionals. If you'd like to schedule a virtual info session to learn more about the school, program, and profession, please visit their website at www.fmc.edu to reserve your spot. That's www.fmc.edu. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Ding! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. (laughs) Judy Justice. Only on Freebie. All right, well, I'm scared to get you just involved. called your uncle who's a well, fucking cop. What do you want me to do now? That's the thing. You're involved now. You, you just, just told put, a cop you, you know just about put a murder. me in a position that I have to... Do. I'll fucking arrest you. You <laughs> called me at work. Right. You didn't even right. call me at home no. on a Saturday and said, I need some advice from my uncle. You called my sergeant and said, can I talk to my uncle? I have a gun on right now. <laughs> I have to like follow this shit. Like, I'm literally wearing a gun my lieutenant's right here he's right. in the room with me I, I can't just be like oh well i don't know i'll see you at lunch see this you weekend later. no it is no the barbecues <laughs> this weekend memorial day end of the month right. don't forget big barbecue we have house. talking to do now son so he says he's afraid to get involved so they're like you're okay. afraid to get involved right. what is what is going on your uncle's a cop what yeah. the fuck are you scared well, of who that's what i mean who 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 are these sharps involved with here right. they're thinking now what's going on so this godman here the officer sets up a meeting between his his uh 
his nephew who if he knows anything about it i'm going to call him a dipshit just because he's he's into something weird uh he sets up a meeting between him and detectives from the police department and the prosecutor's office here now uh what he says is carmen says that he himself carmen and uh a guy named gerald smith and another man named walter johnson not the hall of fame pitcher uh, (laughs) obviously uh you know you never know Hey, what was he, 80 out there fucking king, <laughs> fucking around? What's going on with Walter Johnson? All right. These three dickheads. All right. Walter Johnson, Gerald Smith, and Carmen Katafi here. He said they uh, spent a couple hours of the day of the murders when they were found dead. That, that day, they spent a couple hours drinking wine at Gerald Smith's house in Glassboro. Okay. That's also where Walter Johnson lives in How Glassboro. old are these dicks? Uh, they're, you know, young, youngish, early 20s. Sitting around drinking wine Sitting together. Sitting around drinking wine. All yeah, right. probably a mad dog. 2020 yeah. or some shit like it's that not, it's not wine wine he drank in that thunderbird right. that's what's happening right. this is getting uh this is shit wine this is oh yeah yeah no they're not sitting going no the merlot i said <laughs> not the <laughs> what are you doing jesus i don't want the Chianti. you don't have any what cheese the... jesus oh, what kind of no, fucking not... place is this the cab is too dry i'd like a maybe a pinot noir i want it sweeter that's no what that's a... that's not what's happening i want some notes he's <laughs> like what, what is that strawberry <laughs> i'll take a swig that's the yeah. wine we're talking They're about not, here the word notes yeah. is not in it it's if, if your wine finish is not in no it. if your wine shares a flavor with starburst say <laughs> of any kind it's probably not very good wine and don't call yourself you're not exactly a sommelier is what we're getting at if, if, if your review of the wine is it'll fuck you up <laughs> shit fucked you up shit fucked me up good i didn't even throw up so that's a good if your view is how little or much you threw up right. you're probably drinking wine wrong i'm gonna say and the if wrong the review wine is also. this one will give you a headache yeah real bad real i mean i drank four bottles of it but still you drank it it's, it's if, rough. if your review is based upon how fucked up you get versus the headache after yeah <laughs> Exactly. If that's how you drink wine, you're not drinking wine. If it's grape flavored, (laughs) not just from grapes, you fucked up. You made a mistake. It's grape flavored because it's purple. Because it's that's what I mean. It's very like, and it's alcoholic grape flavored. You've done something. Yes. Although that does sound delicious. That is cough syrup, my friend. Well, no, no, not not with medicine in it. Just a a grape. That is just liquid coating. I just want like grape, like they call that syrup. No, no, no. I want a grape soda where I can't taste the alcohol or any medicine. I just want to drink grape soda and get drunk from it. I think that would be fun. All right. Is that good? Because I don't really like the taste of shit so can i have that i mean lean is close to that can you give it me tastes that? like sprite how much of that do i have to drink though <laughs> not much if you pour enough but then it tastes like syrup <laughs> i mean i don't want that you gotta go hard on the syrup james i'm gonna stick with the weed thank yeah, you very you much because i think i have a better have that all figured out now it tastes better it's a, yeah, that's for sure it's much yeah. better so he sets up a meeting here between this idiot and like i said he, it's him walter johnson gerald smith drinking cheap wine yeah. at the uh, for a couple hours on the day of the murder in glassboro so about 1 p.m i guess uh walter johnson borrowed carmen's gray bicycle uh in saying that he had to get some things that he quote had stashed yeah so he's like i gotta get some things i stashed so he's gonna go ride his bike to go get some things he stashed got it i don't know what that is digging the trees and pull out his shit some shit that he stashed away uh now about two hours later uh smith and carmen the two the other two wine drinkers of the the sommelier trio here Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> they get ridiculous. drunk and argue. And, look yeah. at us. We're look at us. Yeah, we're wonderful. I just then they eat like fucking. They go steal candy from a gr- like children. <laughs> right. I from that Brock's. Uh, yeah. Just try where you're supposed oh, to no. put a nickel in. Yeah. They just take that. Take the Neapolitan coconut ones. <laughs> they get caught stealing. See one of them with yeah. the other one. The pocket full of fucking butterscotch. Quit. No. Stop. They gonna see you. No. Don't get the Twix. I don't want no Twix. That's like two little black dicks rubbing together in your pocket. I ain't getting no Twix. I don't want no three musket queers either. That's the name of it, right? They got muskets and they're queer, right? Right. 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 That's how it work, right? That's these idiots, I feel right. like. That's all Snickers sniffers. It's the sniffers. Give me a sniffers. It's for penis sniffers. They hang out with Stevie from the documentary. Yeah. So... Uh, they a couple hours later this is hours go by I'm gonna get some stuff I stashed with your bicycle and then he's just gone they encounter him Smith and Carmen encounter Walter Johnson in the streets of Glassboro on his bike here now on uh, Carmen's bike on Carmen's bike now obviously Carmen wasn't riding it Uh, Walter Johnson was now Smith and and Carmen were driving in Smith's car going to Smith's girlfriend's house so he has a girlfriend that's a good sign there Uh, now or somebody some significant somebody that will is willing this someone that's willing to spend time with you yeah. that's somewhat relieving because i'm just and tell other people about and tell other it, people right? that's what i mean and mm-hmm. yeah that's there's something there to whatever there are people i'd spend time with but i would never tell anybody that's what i mean there you go <laughs> now at this point they saw uh walter johnson he was riding his bicycle in the direction back to smith's house yeah. like he's going back to you know drop his bicycle off now carmen noticed something odd about walter mainly that walter was uh had blood all over him yeah which is not normal no. obviously and he yeah. didn't have that when he left so smith stops the car this is when i would keep driving yeah he's got i didn't see do you see what this shit was all over his face just drive keep driving i don't think it was his i'm driving keep driving is he bleeding doesn't look like it i think it's somebody else's i can't even tell be honest with you just keep going if he is i don't want it on my interior i'm gonna keep going he's got a bike he'll get there i've done my part he's riding my bike he's still moving on it so this uh smith stopped the car Mm -hmm. and carmen talked to walter and uh walter said hey let's Let's go to Camden. Okay. Uh-huh. Now they said among them when they said go to Camden, that meant let's go buy drugs. Yeah. Because they bought you'd buy drugs in Camden. How about you go to a bath first? Uh, no, it's covered in blood. We're gonna right. and I need drugs now. Right. So yeah, go, go. Let's go to Camden. Meant let's go buy some shit. Right. That's where they go to buy shit. So uh, they and they said all right, and they they go back to Smith's house first, where he washed some of the blood, at least the blood off his face. Yeah. He had blood all over his face and arms. Or like a, should probably at least get that yeah. off of you. So with the garden hose outside he's that's how he did it that's how he did it not even yeah no there's some that squeeze that pumpy soap right. next to the sink to do antibacterial right. yeah give yourself a good five pumps of that probably you're gonna need it <laughs> none of that shit at all he just said there's a hose out there right. towel nope <laughs> Wap it in the grass. Drip dry, fucker. <laughs> Drip dry. So, yeah, this man is washing blood. Walter Johnson washing blood from his face and arms with a garden hose. By the way, they're not asking a whole lot of questions right. of why are you covered in blood so much? And now you want to go buy drugs. How did that happen? I thought you where Where'd you have that stashed? You had a bunch of money and blood stashed somewhere. Right. Awesome. Glad you found it. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you have it stashed up something's ass and you had to tear you know it out? It is. Yeah, I Jesus. just I grabbed it and it popped all over me. <laughs> so he's doing that. And yeah. th- while he's washing the blood off with a garden hose, he starts 
like, you know, just unsolicited. Uh, Talking about how he got blood? The way they put it, quote, disjointly explaining. So oh he's just just kind of here and there. And Meandering he, through a story. Yeah, he's not real concise. All right. He doesn't have a good narrative. It's open to say he's that. He's putting it together. Yeah, he doesn't have yeah. like a, a, you know, a lit, like shit, like words I have in front of me like that. He doesn't have that laid out yet. Bouncing around. He doesn't know where he's going. Okay. So they said he's disjointly explained that I've killed one or more people. Uh, okay. We're okay. like, well, first of all, how many? Right. That's, that's important. Total. Uh, but they don't believe him, actually. Carmen said that he thought he was full of shit, and he said, uh, quote, he, he, quote, thought it equally likely that Walter himself had been the victim of a beating and that the blood was his own. So he Walter's one of those guys who tells stories. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So when Walter comes in and he's covered in blood and he's washing the blood off and he's like, let's go get some drugs. And they're like, what happened, Walter? He's like, I killed one. It could have been more. Yeah. I killed a couple people. Right. And they're like, oh, did you now? Oh. And he's like, I killed a couple. Yeah, I had to kill him. You know, right. hey, that's what happens, There's man. A- you got to do it. And they're right. like, oh, sure. The shame and indignity of getting rolled. Exactly. Right. He probably got the shit beaten out of him <laughs> and fucking now he's bleeding from a head wound under his hair and right. he's saying, oh, yeah, you should kill see the other all. guy. Right. Kill right. <laughs> you should Killed see the other one, guy. two of them. I don't know, a couple. I don't matter. That's how little I care. Right. Little regard I have for taking a life. I just started beating one, two, three. I kill. I kill whoever's in front of me. I kill you right now. Strangle you with this garden hose. Come on over here. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Right. So uh, he says that uh, you know he's he, they don't believe him. So they're like, yeah, right, whatever. So they he washes up. They uh, they they said they ditched the bicycle. I don't know why they said they ditched it and yeah. just left it at the house. That's yours, um, yeah. That's yeah. Oh, because it's at Gerald's house okay. over here. So they wash up and everybody gets into the car and to drive to Camden to buy heroin. Yeah, buy. So that's where we're going with that. That's our thing. Let's go buy some heroin. Okay. Uh, uh, Very strange here. Now, during this car ride Mm -hmm. here, the, Jesus Christ, the heroin car ride, uh, Walter starts telling people, starts telling Smith and Carmen a little more about this whole thing. Because they're like, so, you know, they just ignored it. They were like, oh, you killed people. That's great. Right. And then they were like, let's go go over here. So they were just like not even asking questions because they assumed that he was fucking lying. The conversation's over already. That's how it works. So, uh, uh, yeah, so he tells him a little more. He says how he shot a man and he bludgeoned the man's wife to death. That's what he tells him. He's like, he had to beat her to death. And they were like, uh, Carmen said that he still was skeptical because he he knew Walter to be an untruthful person. He's a fucking liar who I'm going to buy heroin with. So, you know, he's not the most reliable here. Uh, Also, he they said at this point, uh, this is when Walter takes uh shows carmen some jewelry and some cash Mm -hmm. and he says i got this from those fucking people you think i'm lying and now at this point carmen starts to believe him because the jewelry and the cash have a bunch of blood on them Uh still could have been his blood but they're like that's a little a lot of cash it's a little more believable and where'd he get this cash from and if he got beat up how do you end up with cash at the the end of it they probably would have robbed him if someone beat him like that so they get to heroin. They get to heroin. Yeah. I almost said they get to Camden, which might as well be heroin at that right. point. And uh, so Walter treats my treat. <laughs> I'm buying. Hey, you know what? Around on me. Around on me. <laughs> Stick it in your vein and let's do this. Let's go on a ride. Let's go on a trip, everybody. Going twenties in the air. Let's do this shit. Yeah. Buys uh, heroin for himself and his friends, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And then they all shot up, okay. which is 
I guess, the point of having heroin. Right. Uh, after that, they stop after that, mind you. Mm-hmm. They go to heroin first. Yeah. Then they stop at a, at a store, the Pensacon Mart, which uh, is, I guess, a, like a uh, department store, okay. and bought a pair of pants. He bought a, buys a pair of jeans to replace the ones he's wearing that are covered in blood. He went into the store. He went to buy heroin right. covered in blood, and then shot up covered in blood, and then was like, now I'll go change my pants. Now I'm calm. Now I'm cool. I'll change my and pants. And not only am I going to change them, i got to go buy them to change them. Walk in there. Well, clearly I need a new pair of pants. <laughs> Is something I can help you with? Obviously. And you just put your hands out and look down. Pants are that way. What do you way. think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, he then throws the bloody pants out of the car window, oh which is God. a very reliable disposal method. Right. You just throw them out of the car window, and they fly off like dandelion they scores. They're no longer <laughs> good. Right. <laughs> Poof. Gone. All the Those blood comes never off. Be found. Never. Uh, so the police at this point said, let's go ahead and arrest this Walter Johnson guy based on this statement, and we'll see what shakes out, because mm-hmm. this sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Sounds like our guy, the mm-hmm. way it's described here. Uh, so they try to locate him and uh they can't find him they have they look all uh, they said uh, his friend said why don't you search camden because right. uh he's probably looking for drugs right now he goes so then these cops have to go try to find him in camden which is like a crackhead in a haystack right. you're never gonna find that shit <laughs> you know in a crack stack yeah a junkie in a junk stack is not gonna work <laughs> You're never going to find him. So uh, they never they couldn't find him. And uh, they continue the search for this mysterious Walter Johnson. Now, who the fuck is Walter Johnson? I'd love to know. Walter is a kid who came up shittily. Well, uh, he's an abused kid yeah. uh, that everybody who knows him says is a good person except for drugs. Yeah. He's has a, had a drug problem since his early teens and been a complete fuck up yeah. since then just based on drugs. Uh, he's 24 at the time. Uh, he's He dropped out of high school in like the 10th grade. Huh. Drugs for, yeah. you know, drug reasons. He worked in a, in, a, in a bakery that a family member of his owned for a while. Uh, did a little carpentry work work here and there mm-hmm. he's jesus Does a little, yeah, yeah he's well there you go he's going to live at the center of town there you go. center of the Pittman grove there <laughs> Uh, he does a little bit of carpentry work, but at the time he's unemployed. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing a little odd jobs here and there, but he support his heroin habit. Exactly. Yeah. I need fifty bucks today. Right. I'll go work, and then that's I'll all get, I need. That's what it is. So, right. but he's not, you know, completely employed here. So uh, unemployed here. He is married at the time what? and has a son. Oh my he's god, he's got a five-year-old son, which sounds like a fucking disaster. Yeah, that sounds terrible. That's a nineteen-year-old kid. Not good. 19-year-old junkie yeah. said, great idea. What's that? Well, I don't know if he well, said I'll it. Help. Someone said, yeah. yeah, I'll help. And she's still married to him at this point. So I don't know if that's just uh, we can't afford to do the paperwork right. or if they're still together or what. Uh, but uh, Or still, we can't afford to live separate. That's the thing. They end up separating in, in a while, as yeah. we'll talk about. Now, he isn't the brightest bulb, no. as you might imagine. Yeah. Uh, he's known as as uh, kind of a, a not a low IQ in terms of uh, like a, a legally defining low IQ. Just a burnout who's got dead cells because of his drug use. And he wasn't that smart to begin with. He's always in school. He wasn't very smart always. He's he's not a very bright guy. Everybody says it. Likely used drugs to to relieve the burden of the stress of not being able to learn at school. And he's he's very abused Uh, as a child. So he's got a lot of He's got all kinds of reasons to do drugs. That's the thing. He's got plenty of reasons Mm -hmm. to do drugs here. Uh, He is 100% addicted to heroin and he has over 
over 50, over 50, 5-0 at the age of 24, burglary convictions and different convictions for misdemeanor this, stealing, shoplifting. Wow. He is... I, I mean, those are his stats. 100% addicted to heroin, yeah. 50 burglary arrests in <laughs> County. He's really, really, really a, 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 a high flyer when it also, comes to the burglary. a bad thief. Also a shit thief. Terrible if he's getting caught 50 that times. That many times. Because yeah. he's a junkie. He's right. not planning things no. out. And, and I'm going to, I'm. this is the perfect score. Right. And he's got a map. and a, take an opportunity. When the lasers come from the thing, I'm going to do a <laughs> cartwheel over the one and a backflip shouldn't activate the third. That's not what he's doing. He's Is, like, I need heroin that look shiny right that's what he does and with break arm grab range, right. yeah break grab sell right okay even if i get arrested at least i got high first i know that's what he's looking for here uh so yeah convicted of more than 50 burglary and burglary <laughs> adjacent offenses here <laughs> so uh on may 1st they finally find him late at night on may 1st uh he's at his parents home in glassboro he just went to went back to his parents house that's where he goes. Uh, the police surround the house, yeah. which is weird. Now, it gets even weirder. Walter Johnson's brother is a member of the Pittman police force. Uh, what? Okay. Yeah. So the nephew with the thing, and now we that's got That's how the, small this town is. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's got a family member. You can arrest your own family member murderer. If it's a murder, he's related to somebody in the family. Either the murder victim or the murderer. 66% of the idiot crew has family on the, police, the police force. That's what I mean. It's weird as shit. So... Uh, <laughs> This is his. This is Walter's older brother. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his brother. So his brother goes up to the house because it's his parents' fucking house, right. and goes in and talks to uh, Walter and yeah. brings him out. That way they don't have to have a big scene. Mom, Dad. Yeah. We've got you surrounded. Yeah. Hey, Mom. <laughs> Mom, the house is surrounded. But are you making? Are we doing chicken parms? No. It's no. It's still surrounded. But I'm hungry. Is it? What's? I'm going to take, is there something in the fridge I can take? Can you send out Wally? <laughs> Ma, I can't take a sandwich with me. I got a prisoner. He can't have a sandwich. He's in handcuffs, Ma. I can't take, I'm I not going to uncuff my brother. him. So he, I'm not going to uncuff him. Stop telling me to stop being mean to my brother. That's what, my mother would be like, Why are you can picking you, on your brother? Can you uncuff him in the car so he can eat the sandwich at least? That's would be, no, he can't work. I'm sorry. Look, this isn't about him being my younger brother, Mom. This is about Walter covered in blood. It's a different thing. Uh, so, your son's a junkie, mom. Jesus Christ. So he drags him out of that. He comes out voluntarily yeah. with his brother. Uh, at 1.47 a.m. on May 2nd, the police arrest him. They frisk him. They put him in a car. And uh, a detective reads him his Miranda rights. And then they drive him to the police station. Uh-huh. Uh, now, there's some other things we're going to talk about in a second here that, uh, about that ride. But at the po- or later on, I'm sorry. At the police station, uh, they escort him into an interview room here. Uh, there's uh, Detective Reeves. That's one of the main guys. It's mm-hmm. Reeves and Wechter are are here. Reeves, uh, he's the one who's going to conduct the interview, and uh, the Detective Wechter re gives the Miranda rights, okay. and uh, he so Walter Johnson signs a form. Yes, I understand my rights. Blah 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 blah. They witness the signatures. Then Wechter leaves the room, and uh, Detective Donovan Donovan arrives. So now it's Reeves and Donovan in the room. Okay, and uh, two a.m. about or so they start this interview and uh, Reeves asks most of the questions while the other one takes notes. So kind of go back and forth, these teams. They, they have their certain roles. Yeah. They're like us. Yeah. Homicide detectives are like us. Like <laughs> They know how to dance. You ask them the, the fun stuff, the, the facts, yeah. the stuff that's going to matter. Well, and, I, and I go, did you, did, 
did you, well, no. what, what'd you do that's creepy? Well, we both do the creepy thing. That's not how we do this. No, I mean, we just know how to dance around each other like people All that right. work in a kitchen. Not that. You always say that. I say grosser shit than you 90% of the time. All the time. I said pulled well, pork get pussy <laughs> in front of 400 people. You're going to get the St. stuff Louis. that matters. And yeah. it'll, it'll be great, but it's going to matter to the story. <laughs> We're both disgusting, horrible people is what I'm getting at. I'm going to try to say I'm I'll not, because be like, I am too. I'm not going to run from it. It's the worst thing you did terrible. for heroin. <laughs> what's the thing that's the worst thing you did? No, they had their different James roles. will tell you a story about an amazing documentary, and we're both going to get out of you. Who's your owl? Who, who is he? Who did it? <laughs> Who's the best? Tell me. These are all inside live show jokes. And if you went to these live shows, we you'd We talked know. about uh, 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 the fucking... The sh- the sh- the sh- <laughs> Problem? The smut show. What, the, what do you call it? Uh, Fuck shops? No, no, no. no. On the side of the highway? That documentary. God damn it. Oh, Dope Sick Love. Yeah, but what do you call it when you to, when you used to call your friend to come over and watch it with you? Oh. Do you want to watch them? Want <laughs> 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 to come over this week and watch some smut? What did you call scum. it? Scum. 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 Yeah. You come watch some scum? Let's watch some scum. Like the documentary Stevie. Yeah. We always called him Stevie Scumson. <laughs> hey, Stevie Scumson is coming scum. over. Let's watch some scumbags. <laughs> That's all it is. Dope Sick Love is just all it's scumbags. Just scum. Never a person is seen in a camera lens that's not a scumbag in that entire fucking video. It's amazing. It's wild. So, uh, yeah. So they're they're questioning old Walter Johnson. Yeah. Now, in the early stages, when they first start this interrogation, they state detectives say that he displays what they call a quote easygoing confidence. Yeah. He's just like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm cool. They said when asked about what he did, he said I spent the day at a tavern, drank some beers with my friends. Hung out with my friends. That's yeah. all. I'm just as cool as can be. Uh, they said, what are the names of those friends? He goes, I can't tell you that. I can involve those people in yeah. this. Yeah, I'm going to bother them. It's not their business. And go knock on their doors yeah. and bother them. They're busy people. <laughs> I'm talking about these are doctors and lawyers and judges. <laughs> right. and, you know, people like that. They're important people. They can't be having cops be knocking on. You've been drinking in the tavern with, you know, Walter. They don't want to know about that. Yeah. You know, it's it's unsightly and unseemly. Have some class, officer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, detective says, look, it's really important that you supply the names. This isn't just like, a, you know, we're not someone didn't do graffiti on a locker. Right. here. This is important. We got two dead people. This third. Yeah. You need to corroborate your story. They said basically like you giving us an ex- explanation of where you were and who you were with would really help us not think you're a murderer right. basically yeah. is literally what they said to him and they were he was like oh all right <laughs> literally was like oh i get it now all right literally that's what yeah. it's that's what i mean when i said he's not like you know uh medically yeah simple yeah but he's definitely there's something off there and he's missing something he, yeah not only is he on heroin all the time he's also stupid to begin with right. so you know he's um, not doing himself any favors rotting that brain that's what i mean right. it's he did not have much to lose to start <laughs> With, is what I'm getting. His tires were bald when he started out on this cross-country journey. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. So by the time he gets there, he's right. going to be on rims. It's not going to work. There's 2,000 miles left on those tires uh, that need to go 3,000. That's a problem. Right. So the detective Reeves, he says, okay, so you don't want to tell us the name of your friends. He goes, I understand, but I still ain't going to involve these people. Yeah. He said, all right, we'll tell you what. Tell us the name of the bartender who served you. You hung out all day. Who's that? Yes. That's not involved. He's a bartender. He's right. working. If he just, people ask him all the time, is somebody here? He won't mind. Right. Just ask him. He goes, nah, I can't tell you that. <sighs> I just can't tell you, man. 
you know, it's Walter's exhausting. Walter is a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they said, tell you what, we find your story. And they told him, quote, unsatisfactory. <laughs> yeah. This isn't going to work. Yeah. You said you're drinking beers all day. You don't know what we're talking about, but you won't say who you were with, who served you beers, where you were exactly. Yeah. None of this shit. Just in a tavern drinking beers with, quote, friends. Yeah. No, that's not going to work. Uh, so they said, you know, what's going on? He goes, well, tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, that's actually, I was there part of the time at the tavern. I love when people revise yeah. their stories. It's right. whatever story you say if you're being interrogated for murder, no matter how stupid it is, never stray from it. That better be the whole thing. Never stray yeah. from it. Just never go, you know what, I forgot. Because then you're done. <laughs> that you did it. It doesn't matter if you forgot that you got milk and orange juice. Right. You did it at that point. They're just like, oh, now you're, oh, now it unfolds now you remember things you're fucked just i did this and that and then aliens yeah. came and they Aren't gave you, me a that's thing. an interesting detail that's interesting and then you murdered her didn't you detective donovan <laughs> orange juice he said orange juice what do you think of that shaking his head in the corner i don't know that's what they do though yeah never change your story yeah. no matter what i don't know i'm not trying to help people no. get out of murder but no. if you didn't do it obviously then don't don't try never to get out of it. uh so he then says all right i did a different thing he goes that wasn't it i mixed up yesterday with today and tomorrow and you know how things go when you're right. fucking sticking heroin in your arm all the time it's just whoo-wee so he said i actually spent most of the day driving around with my friends is what i did so okay. i fucked everything up that's what i did so they said well you know, could you expand yeah. where, yeah. with who, right. where'd you go, whose car, whose things like that? Right. He goes, oh, I can't tell you that. I can tell you names of my friends or none of that shit. Can you tell us where you went? <laughs> no, not no. I ain't giving you my tenor. It's very private. I'm a very private man. So <laughs> at about the end of 40 minutes of questioning, the detectives uh, just they're just they're pissed off at yeah. this point here with they, lumps on their foreheads from banging it on the table and punching their own selves <laughs> yeah. how stupid do you think god you damn it so they said that he they could not get an adequate explanation out of him and they said he maintained the whole time what they called a confident easygoing demeanor he was real casual about it that was the thing he wasn't like i can't tell you man right. he was just like i'm just telling you they're like why it's like fuck you care like, he's just real, like, just, I don't know, shit. It's my business. Well, I'll turn some skinner on or some shit, because it's fucking quiet in here. I'm tired of listening to this asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ, all my, pack up the bong. It's something going. Right. Order a pizza. What's is it too late for pizza? Domino's open late, right? Like, yeah. that's what's happening here. <laughs> Fuck. There's some pull tops around here. Yeah. Uh, some. <laughs> some pull tops. So uh, about 2.40 a.m., they said that's when shit changed. And uh, th- this is the problem is the record's very sketchy because none of this is recorded. Oh, this is 84 what? before things were way before things were videotaped. Yeah. They didn't even fucking audio record this. Oh, so this boy. is just they do go in a room with a guy. Mm-hmm. And then whatever the detectives write on a report is what happened in that room. That's awful. So that's not. Not a good place no. for the criminal justice system at that point. And but this is twelve hours post pickup. No, no, no. This is like an hour and a half okay, later. Okay. Yeah, right. they they got they arrested him at one forty seven. It's now two forty. Got it. Okay. So they he said some bullshit for about forty minutes, okay. and uh, that was that. So about two forty though, this happens, and uh, the detectives then they say, "Hey, Walter, would you give us consent for uh, some hair samples of yours and some blood and some saliva? Yeah. Just we're going to go all over you." Right. We're going to do an around the world on you and see what comes up. Run some swabs over you. 
jizz, poop, whatever right. comes up as we're going around. Gonna run Doesn't some matter. wet wipes through That's you. It. We got some <laughs> some toe cheese. We'll take that. We don't care. So uh, uh, they also he said, sure, you can have that uh-huh. stuff. They said, uh, can you search? Can we also search your you know your parents' home where you live? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh no, you can't do that. He goes, well, I have no authority to grant that. It's not my house. Wanna, that's what he said. Want to involve them? They said, well, I, he said literally, he goes, well, that's my parent. I don't have the. He said, I don't have the authority to grant you that. Yeah. You got to ask my dad. You know, that ain't my that ain't my thing. That's I the think, thing that his dad has said at some point, and yeah. that's why he knows those words. I think if his yeah, it's not my authority. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he like had like a you know the house painted or something right. without their consent or some crazy shit. He's like, you don't have the authority. You don't have the authority <laughs> to put a new storm window in. So uh, instead, uh, he says, you know, I can't fuck shit. Oh, yeah, damn, I can't do that. Uh, so they persisted. They said, now listen, I think his brother would smooth it over too. Hey, mom, dad, we have to search the house because right. you know Walter killed two people. <laughs> right. That happens. So they said that uh, uh, they only want. They said, dude, we're not asking you to search your parents fucking under their bed or, you know, in the living room. Just permission to search the portions of the house that are under your control, your room, especially, and shit like that. If you like have a shed, a shower, things like that. Uh, Still, he's like, I can't do it. I just I just don't have the authority right. to grant you that. I'm sorry. I would love to, but the bureaucracy and the red tape <laughs> behind it, I just I couldn't do it. It would. T- I'd have to run it up the flagpole, and you know, everybody gets their say, yeah. and you know how it is. I got to put in a request. It could take two to three weeks. I mean, I got to wait for an answer, and then if it's negative, I, then I have to. I need to make a formal reply. They review to it. them on the 10th, and look, here we are on the 14th. If on the 31st of May, right. this end of this month we have not come to a resolution there will be a six-person board panel that will review it and a committee will be summoned if they approve it within six weeks of that right. it will be processed and i'm saying by mid-july we right. should have you guys all cleared to go ahead and, and on account of uh two of the committee members have retired so we got to take a vote to get oh. the committee back together oh, so that's gonna be a while because they're <laughs> they they're going they're going to uh, take off for summer on right. June 1st. Oh, then shit. Then we got to get them to agree on salary. So maybe mid-November. Thanksgiving we're shooting for. Like before the holidays, we'll say. Just before it's too cold out. That's what we're shooting for. Maybe you can come on by the house. You know, but not nothing before that. <laughs> Jesus it might not be in the budget. <laughs> it's just not going to be. We can't. You're not going to be able to do it. So, uh, yeah, they said no. Uh, he won't do it. Now, during the same time, he, Walter, asked the detectives why, when they pulled in, his friend Gerald Smith, who he rode around with and, you know, washed, used his garden hose to wash blood off, he said, why is his car in the parking lot of the Uh-oh. police department? So then Reeves here, the detectives, he says, well, uh, Smith here, Gerald, your buddy, gave us information about the crime. And uh, he then, Reeves, shows Walter the complaint, naming Walter as a suspect in the murders. And he basically, another wire thing, yeah. he did when he slapped the fucking search warrant down in front of Avon Barksdale and uh, showed him Stringer Bell's name as the confidential informant. Oh, just Jesus. to rub it in a little yeah. more. Yeah, that's where we got the Here's info. But he did that shit with yeah. him, basically. He said, uh, yeah, he said, see, this is from here. And he said that they wouldn't have been able to get the signed complaint to bring him and, you know, compel him to talk about this. unless they had evidence and that evidence was provided by who your buddy gerald who is here right now so that's a problem they said at that point his demeanor completely did a 180 they said he went from literally had his arms folded behind his head while they were talking that's how casual he was going i don't know where i was arms can you imagine 
being in te- even if you didn't even you didn't murder anybody right you knew where you were yeah. solid alibi solid yeah. you were on stage at the time we were doing a live show right. and you know it was 800 people staring 800 me in the people face. were right. looking at you calling you a dick and you right. were fucking giggling and having a piss halfway through the show she drank too many beers you know that that's right. going on the most you're at i'm still not having my hands behind my back no. i don't know what the fuck you're talking about i'm gonna be very interested in the process i'll be screaming go find every their documentation for their ticket there's so many pictures there's so many people they all take we tell them not to but they take them anyway <laughs> It says no photography in the fucking. There's they're everywhere. There's, look at Facebook. There's look pictures at pictures everywhere. God damn it! So <laughs> I don't know why they don't. They're timestamped. They're very why? excited. It's fine. We're not mad at them, but damn it! And Gerald Smith is the one that told her. What Gerald the other Smith. Kid? No, Gerald Carmen's the one who called, right. and then they said, "Well, Gerald Smith." So, so Gerald corroborated everything. Gerald, yeah, Gerald's corroborating God everything. So it. he's in there now. He's he said now he's bowing his head, Walter, mm-hmm. and wouldn't look the direct the detectives directly. Yeah. They wouldn't look at them anymore. He he's just be private he's changed much longer. Yeah, he's changed this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, they said over the next hour and a half, uh, Detective Reeves pressed uh, Walter for a confession. He said he asked Walter whether he felt remorse and whether Walter understood what other people might think of him for killing these nice yeah. people that everybody loves and whose son died in Vietnam and right. blah, 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 and they're going on. And you're you know. 100% addicted to heroin. You're about to be really sick. <laughs> you're going to be super <laughs> sick. And also, yeah, there's just there's a right now, there's a 30 seven-year-olds that are going to cry their fucking eyes out because yeah. their teacher's not going to show right. them they, They're giving them the business. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. Uh, they said, there is no record of this interrogation, though, because it's just notes based mm-hmm. on the detective's notes, so they could write anything. Uh, they said that uh, uh, they don't know exactly what was said, obviously, between 2.40 a.m. and 4 o'clock a.m., but they definitely crack him at that point. They said that uh, he repeatedly answered questions uh, with prolonged silences and then by either saying that he couldn't talk about the murders or that he didn't want to talk about the murders. Uh-huh. So either way, you go. I don't want to talk about it or I can't I can't talk about those murders. That's what he would say. Why? Fuck yeah. It's weird. What's happening? They said they took several breaks. Uh, this is what the detectives say. And they said they provided him with beverages and cigarettes. And then after each break, they would resume questioning. Yeah. Now, finally, they said at four o'clock, Detective Reeves asked uh, Walter whether Alice Sharp was still alive when Walter fled the house. Yeah. And at that point, that's the first question he answers. He says, yeah, she was. Because that's they gave him an out. They found the out. Remember yeah. we said that tiny window they try right. to give people? That's the out he gave yeah. them. Was he she still said, alive? Maybe she was alive and right. you got scared He's and you left. there. Yeah, because you, you, know, you left and now she's... A, no, they're giving him something that they can save face on. Right. That's the thing. That's the thing of, you know, even when somebody kills their kid, they, they'll right. be in there going, I mean, I hit my kid all the time, right. man. I get it. I mean, oh, he, he's, a, he's fucking... Uh, he shut up. He's got no balance, and then he hit his. It was not right. your fault, dude. We all do that. What the fuck, man? That's what they do. They try to give you an out of why you're not a complete piece of shit if you tell me what you did. Right. And that's his way to go. Well, she was still alive when I left. I didn't kill the lady. Good lord. That's his way of of doing it. So uh, it's at that point that he says the detective asks if Walter had talked to Bruce and Alice beforehand, mm-hmm. and that so now he's opening up a little. Did you talk to him before this happened? Yeah. And uh, Walter says that he did talk to them. Uh, then they asked him. Uh, to tell in his own words what happened and at that point they said that he gave his narration uh, uh, Walter did and this is Detective Donovan's recounting of the 
confession, basically. Yeah. He said he approached the house and he saw the Sharps working in the front yard, saw them there. He said hello to them. And uh, he he I guess he had done some work on their house previously, mm-hmm. some carpentry work for them previously, whatever, when he was working. And so he said, hey, you remember me? I'm Walter. Um, do you remember that I worked on your house before? Yeah. And they said, yeah, Mr. Sharp. Bruce said, I do remember you. Yeah, absolutely. And so they talked about whether uh, the work that he had done and whether they liked it and how it was holding up and all that. Shit. How's it holding up? How's it going? Oh, it's good. Yeah, we like this. We're going to add this on here. And they're talking about house shit, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, they said uh, that they liked the job that he did and everything like that. At that point, Walter told Bruce, uh, he says, look, man, my car broke down over here. And I remembered I had worked at this house, so I knew you guys and I saw you outside. So I figured I'd come over here. Do do you mind if I use your phone to call a tow truck? I'm stuck here, which seems totally reasonable. Oh, good thing he's here instead of in the middle of nowhere. Good deal. So they said, yeah, of course, come on in and use the phone. Uh, so they allow him into the house uh, to use the phone. At that point, uh, Bruce and Walter are having a conversation about tools yeah. for some reason. Well, because because he's a carpenter. Yeah. He has tools. They're, yeah. they're, they're tool guys. You know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're both handy. At one point, they go down into the basement of the house because Bruce wanted to show Walter uh, an antique uh, that he had in the basement. An antique uh, tool. Yeah, some yeah. kind of old. Some, some, yeah, you're gonna appreciate. Yeah, this, oh, check this man. out. What I got yeah. down here. One this of those was made before you was born. That's anything. Yeah. Oh, my grandpappy gave it right. to me. It's one of those deals. I love how they're a Jersey outside of Philly. We've just given them <laughs> Southern accents. I should be like, hey, these fucking guys. Yeah, come in the basement. Oh, and I'm, instead, I'm giving them. Wait till you see the fucking metal on this thing. It's his behavior. Yeah. It's very. It's panhandle. very hillbilly. It's hillbilly. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not Southern. It's no. hillbilly. Yeah, it's panhandle. This panhandle is, accent. We're uh, giving him such shitty behavior. Uh, so uh, I guess at, at that point, Bruce went back outside and Walter then went upstairs and started rifling through the bedroom for jewelry uh-huh. uh, at that point when Bruce went outstairs. Alice walks in and catches him Uh-oh. as he is going down the stairs because he wasn't supposed to be upstairs. Now he's coming downstairs and right. she's like, what hey, the what fuck? are you doing up there? Yeah, with you know, handfuls of jewelry. Right, right. So Alice starts yelling for to Bruce for, hey, yeah. Bruce, you know, he, he's coming down. He's upstairs. What's going on? Right. Bruce, Bruce yelling for Bruce. At that point, this is how hand to mouth this situation is. At that point, Walter just freaking out because she's making a lot of noise, grabs a ceramic vase that's sitting there and just smashes her in the head wow. with it. A fucking ceramic vase just in the living room. Yeah. And just like, shut, shut her up. up. Yeah. Smashes her in the head with a ceramic wow. vase, okay? Breaks it all over the place. Mm-hmm. This is right in the entryway of the house. And he hits her a few times with it until it fucking breaks. Right. That's the other thing. And I mean. also because he probably just realized, oh my God, that doesn't. that's not like the movies. They don't just fucking yeah. go out now. And then right. they go right. unconscious. Right. Yeah, no. She, it takes it, a few times. You gotta beat a second grade teacher right. a bunch of times before oh. they go down with that. Not like in the movies where right. you, you know, you hit a second grade teacher once, they just go right down. <laughs> <laughs> you hit a 60 year old, 59 year old second grade teacher once and they collapse to the ground. A bottle of beer knocks them out. It's done. A bottle of beer in a bar, uh, <laughs> it gashes them open and now they are pissed. Huge man. Yeah. Huge man. Yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> Hat and everything. Right. Pow. So uh, at that point, Bruce Sharp comes in and says, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Obviously. He said, yeah. why are you hitting my wife? Yeah. Uh, at that point, he says that uh, Walter says that uh, uh, 
Walter pulled out a handgun that he had and told Bruce to lay on the floor. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Walter's the Oh, wait. Walter, backbone. not Bruce. Yeah. What the fuck? Hell yeah. I'm like, Damn it. Rob those. I thought Bruce had a pistol in his pocket Rob or Rob that old fart. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Take that, you, you retired bastard. What, I do you think you're going to live the rest of your life with your wife and your grandkids? Be all happy. No. How dare you? <laughs> on the floor. I saw, you narrated what yeah, I wanted to happen. Exactly. I wanted yeah. Bruce to come up, guns a blazing, yeah. talking about get on the on floor. The floor that's he's my like, wife. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> the junkie has the gun here. The junkie produced a handgun. Yeah, because you know Walter's gardening. It's right. So, or I'm not sorry. Bruce is gardening. Right, Walter's got the go. gun. So uh, he says that uh, he tells Bruce to lay on the floor. Bruce complies, lays down on the floor. Walter then says he pulls the trigger on the gun. What the. But the gun misfires, Uh doesn't fire. It's got a jam there. He says he pulled the the slide back, chambered another round, and then shot him in the head. Oh, my God. And it worked, and he killed Bruce uh, with a shot to the head after he he listened and laid down. He probably thought he was being robbed and he's like, I'll just comply and you know, I'll go along with it and hopefully this will be over soon. And it was over quicker than he hoped. Yeah. And uh, yeah, not great. So then he turned the gun and said, fuck it. I'll shoot Alice too. Yeah. Tried to shoot Alice, but the gun didn't work. Uh, it's a shit weapon. It's a shit gun. That yeah. He's a junkie. I'm sure he doesn't clean it often. Right. And at that point he realizes, oh fuck, I'm out of bullets anyway. He had two. He had one two. was a shitty round and, and the one other worked. <laughs> and then he's done. So, uh, at that point, he's fucking with the gun. He's pulling the clip out. He's doing yeah. the whole thing. He's realizing he's out of bullets. Yeah. He looks down and sees Alice trying to crawl her way out the front door. Right. She's trying to get out the front door. So, he's like, what the fuck do I do? And yeah. obviously, by the by his vase thing, he's not that uh, bright and he's not that good under pressure. Uh-huh. So, he doesn't know what to do. So, he just grabs a fireplace poker close by wow. and hits her what he calls several times with a fireplace poker. 80. Turns out more than 80. Oh, boy. So that's a lot more than several. That's exhausting. Um, basically, yeah, she was kept trying to go. Mm-hmm. That's why. She was really tough, and she was not going down without a fight, and she's trying to crawl out the door, so he had to beat her over 80 times to make it so I don't think she's getting out the door What now. a coward. Uh, yeah, this guy's a fucking coward. Uh, he then left the scene on the bicycle, encountering the man with right. the uh, with the grass clippings, and uh, yeah, he said he uh, he went in the backyard and got, a bike, got on a bicycle and left the scene on the bicycle. Uh, so, he said that and he went to a, a friend of his house, who drove him to the mart where he got rid of his clothes. He said they went to Camden, bought three bags of heroin, shot up, and went back to Glassboro. That's the story. One of the detectives asked him what he did with the gun, and he says, it's under my mattress. Because he's a real bright guy. He kept it under. He threw the pants out the window, but I'll hang on to this gun that I have no bullets for. That's better. Uh, so they said, now can we have re- requests to search your room? And then he, this time he signed the request for him because yeah. they're going to look eventually. Right. Not like you he's going to hide it. You just told where it is. I think that's probable cause, right? Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Two people, he just confessed to murdering and told us where the weapon is. Right. I think we can just go. I think we got the warrant. We just go, go there, right? We don't, <laughs> you can draft it while we're on our way, right? We don't need to get you him just, to say yes. I mean, <laughs> he's late. We don't want to wake a, a judge fucking up. idiot, right? Let him sleep. We're going to yeah, get it, right? We'll get it in the morning. It's fine. <laughs> So he then 
uh, then at this point, he repeated his confession. The detectives say he repeated his confession into a tape recorder, and then he signed the con- the cassette tape, and then the co- interrogation ended. So wow. they said that he said all this first, and then he repeated the story into the cassette recorder. That's a bit much. So that's tough. Yeah. Now, on the way to jail, and this is important later, uh, statements made by him after this interrogation uh, uh, was a little interesting here. There's a detective, Watson, of the prosecutor's office who yeah. transported him. And Watson says that uh, they, they were talking because Watson used to be a friend of his. Yeah. They were social acquaintances wow. based on his brother's a cop. Yeah. So they've, and they you know, different hey, ways. I'm at the bar drinking. He goes, there's other cops there. Right. Everybody knows each other. And it's a small town. So, you know, everybody, you know, your brother's friends. Right. This is one of those things. Detective Watson. How many times has he razzed about Watson? being like, yeah, yeah, being fucking Sherlock's apprentice? I don't know. Watson. Elementary. Right. Watson. Yeah. It's, it's like, all right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Right. I, listen, the I, junkie did it. it I've is been elementary. here for 12 years. I think the jokes are done. Yeah. it's <laughs> And it usually is, too. Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Watson escorts him from the interview room to a car and then drives him to jail from there. Uh-huh. Uh, they started talking again hadn't talked in a long time hey how you been how's your right. parent well not so great uh, right. you know just murdered two people and I mean, they you've found got out handcuffs on and i'm driving a cop car this couldn't be more different right neither of us yeah both of them i think it could <laughs> Looks be better like we don't have anything in common anymore probably not you know what never mind you like football <laughs> you're following this year you're you an eagles fan lt's pretty great right it's pretty not too shabby the eagles do suck so uh, at that point in 84, yeah. they were awful. So uh, they were good for a couple of years before that, but yeah. then it, it fell apart a little. Then they got Randall Cunningham a couple right. years after that. It came back. They weren't very good still. Reggie for, White yeah. Yeah, and Jerome Brown. They didn't win. No. <laughs> they were exciting in the late yeah. 80s, though. Started to get some They were fun. Some pizzazz. So, uh, yeah, they hang out. Uh, now, he didn't explicitly, they say, uh, uh, they, they, they touched on his involvement in the murders, is what they said. They said that he didn't explicitly repeat his admission, but he made several incriminating statements now he he wasn't he wasn't mirandized again before he got in the car the detective here said that uh that walter quote had quote really gotten himself jammed up this time that's what walter said which even if you're innocent you could say they think i murdered someone i really got myself jammed up here uh then he says that quote he could get the chair for what he had done that's a little more incriminating than that i I could get the chair for what they're accusing me of he's saying i said i could get the chair for what i did you rarely get uh the chair for 50 uh burgles I mean, that's a really strict country. Yeah, yeah. That's super strict. That is Cambodia or some shit some like that. Some crazy shit. Yeah, well, they just shot you after the first one there, probably, back in the day. <laughs> so uh, he also uh, asked this uh, asked Watson here whether he Watson thinks he did the right thing by confessing. Because yeah. he's looking at him. He's talking to him like a, a friend. Yeah. He's talking to him like, I know a guy who works there. I'm going to ask how shit works, rather than... He's a cop who's transporting me and will probably testify to this shit later. (laughs) It's literally like, well, I know a guy who works there. I'll see how they, you know, file their stuff. Like, that's what he's looking at it like. So he says, did you think I did the right thing by confessing? And he's like, yeah, sure. I mean, you want to get it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on your conscience. You want to get, I think he tells him like, because they always tell him like, well, you want to get your side out there, right? Like, that's your side of the story, your confession. So, I mean, that's, that's your statement. (laughs) 
You want that to be entertaining. You don't want it just to be with the prosecutor saying, right. do you? Uh, he asked what, also asked him what effect his arrest might have. It's like he works at the DMV and he's like, can I renew? Is it extra for the personalized? Is that extra? Just look <laughs> on the website. If I move, how many days before I got to tell what you? Is it like 30? What do I got? Two months? 60? 90? What do we got? 10. It's 10. 10 the days. Fuck out of here. 10 days. That's what it yeah. is. I'm going to get all this shit hooked up and I'm going to tell you, even though my electricity works still and my car drives if I don't fucking tell you if i don't tell the electric company that i moved right. i can't watch tv that's, that's if i don't true. tell the dmv i moved nothing happens <laughs> it's fine no one cares i can do everything i feel like doing everything's all right netflix works i can smoke right. a bowl everything's great so worst case scenario they go this is your current address and then you either go yes or no yeah. and you probably just go yeah that's fine no <laughs> you know i just moved no no Fucking anyone has ever said a word about that. Really? Have you changed your address? No. They know no one does it and they don't care. It's the last thing anyone gives a shit about. So uh he also <laughs> Why is that so goddamn funny to me? It's just it's amazing. I guess I don't know, because I've fucking complied with that my whole life and now I'm like what I did that? Yeah, for what? What do they care? What do you need to know where I am? Relax. Why am I rushing back to this old I'm, broad at the yeah, window? At I'm not on parole. At 11. I'm, I'm not on parole. I'm not a sex offender. You I, don't need to know where I am at all times. It's fine. here for two hours yeah. every couple of years? Worry, worry about making the sex offenders tell us where they are, and the rest of us are fine. That's a good point. I'm good. I don't touch kids. You don't need to know where I am. It's private. I'm fine. Undisclosed bunker is where I am right now. (laughs) The end of a very tree, bushy, cave-like street. That's not how it is. So he also, uh, Walter also asked this guy what effect his arrest might have on his brother as at the police station. He goes, is this going to fuck my brother up? He goes, are they going to like all make fun of my brother? Is he not going to get promotions now? No, no. Is he going to like not get promoted? Is it going to fuck up his career that his brother's a murderer? No, we'll talk about it. I mean, we're going to make fun of him a lot. For sure. Mostly you. Mostly we'll make fun of you. You're the guy. You know. Were you planning on being a cop? Because that's over. That's not going to happen. That's done. You will certainly not get We'll see how the trial comes out actually so uh we need people is what i'm getting at. okay so he also expressed concern about his mother and how she was going to react he literally was like my mother's going to kill me how's this my brother's going to get made fun of at work he's really worrying about things that don't fucking matter at this wow. point so uh, uh after this the, the watson left the guy left uh walter at jail watson made notes and then wrote a report concerning the conversation because he's a cop he's not just <laughs> some guy you know at the bar he's also you know working sworn Sworn. Yeah. Uh, also, Carmen uh, described Kafati, the guy who are uh, Katafi, sorry, yeah. who originally. <laughs> I want it to be Kafati no, better. It's a better it's name. He also described a ring with a bright blue stone that Walter had admitted to stealing. Uh, the ring was never recovered, but Alice Sharp's close friend uh, later on would say that she that uh, Alice purchased a ring just like that a year before the murder. Uh. So they said, do you know of any jewelry? And she said she would have had this that she bought. She always wore. And that was the same thing that Carmen was describing. But they could never find it to, uh. to make that a piece of evidence. But it's just another thing to connect it. Uh, also, a carpenter who had employed walter for a short time he says that walter had accompanied him uh this carpenter to the sharps home 
uh, when the guy had uh, this guy had occasion to do follow up work on an installation. Uh-huh. So he corroborated that Walter had been in these people's home with him before. So he knows for a fact that he's been there. And uh, also the chief identification officer officer at the county prosecu- prosecutor's office. He says that a footprint found at the scene matched Walter's sneaker, oh, no. a footprint in the blood. And a forensic uh, expert testifies that blood found on his sneaker lace uh, matches the blood of Bruce Sharp. Not the DNA, because this is 84, but right. the blood, blood type. It matches the blood. Right. has all the characteristics yeah. or whatever they have there. Uh, so... Uh, this looks like a pretty good case. Uh, he's charged with two counts of purposeful knowing murder, uh-huh. armed robbery, theft, possession of a weapon with the purpose to use it unlawfully, possession of a weapon without a permit, possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. Right. So a lot of stuff that's all very bad and aggravators and everything else here. Uh, the prosecutor here, the assistant county prosecutor, Stephen Sand, said, quote, the circumstances of this case are as brutal and as heinous as conceivably possible. Yeah. That's how they're starting this shit out uh and he says we're gonna go ahead and recommend the old death penalty from a man walter over here Mm -hmm. based on the alice brutality bruce too because it's in the commission of a burglary but uh the brutality of alice is what's gonna sell it's crazy it's fucking crazy uh, to beat someone like that with a fireplace poker is fuck that's brutal because she's just tough because she yeah and she, she said she, she what could, are you why are you stealing shit from right. us and then you know why to get he hit away. her that many times because he fucking Cause he, had to because he kept because she she's kept moving. tougher than him that's what it was wow and that's what he'll say later on too she wouldn't fucking right. stop she wouldn't die she wouldn't die you ha- he it's, had to hit her that that's fucked up that that's the a to b for i for my need heroin right. i need to beat her till she stops moving then right. i can get heroin right like it's fucking mm. he was jonesing yeah so uh town reaction is freak the shit out yeah. there hasn't been a murder here in four years or almost five years and that murder was a domestic murder it was a, a husband killing a wife uh, and they were like all fighting and all sure. the time and it was like oh those two it wasn't nobody like, was surprised nobody was surprised right. it wasn't nor nice people killed by a stranger in their own right. home which is the scariest thing there is in a horrible way that's yeah this yeah. is the worst this is the way you don't want to, right. things to go down the most because you figure at least in your home you're safe you right. know uh you know from outsiders anyway from sure. people who live with you who know this is like this you is could kill me from anybody's right there. house anybody yeah. yeah uh now al the barber yeah he owns al's barber shop of course he does al uh, lounsbury al says i couldn't believe it <laughs> what he says he goes these were the nicest people you could imagine who would do such a terrible thing especially in a little peaceful town like Pittman. the biggest crime we had maybe was throwing stones at pigeons before right that's what he said fucking al's my man did he say that part about the pigeon the biggest crime we had was maybe throwing stones at pigeons see that that's an actual newspaper screenshot i'm fucking real hey yeah who needs a cut let's go no waiting on chateau move your asses <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good for business. Yeah, huh? my name's in it. Make sure you spell it right. Yeah, yeah. Can you- Al's apostrophe <laughs> barber sh- bar- barber shop. I mean, yeah. No, put it right. Do it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about? I am about the anymore. owner, obviously. I'm Al, right. obviously. <laughs> now, now uh, at trial here, his Walters defense attorneys uh, they try to suppress his confession, saying that. <laughs> 
That ruins everything Let's for put us. put my arms out. <laughs> I mean, what, where do we go from there? Obviously, we want this suppressed, uh, Clearly, Honor. we'd right. like most the preponderance of the evidence to not be involved in this trial is really what we'd like to have. Is that possible? We would like to say, we'd like to say and mean they have no evidence, Your Honor. We would like to say and mean that. <laughs> is that a thing? Can we do so that? So can we throw all this in the trash? I'm going to file a uh, do-over. <laughs> I'm gonna do a, this is a uh, this piece of paper here. It's a it's a yeah. memo for a do over <laughs> motion, do over motion. It's very official. Is there a motion Start to uh, to uh, put all of this into a trash compactor? Can yeah. we do that? Just throw it out. We don't need it. It's garbage, right? So <laughs> blood, gross, gross. <laughs> Nasty, nasty, right? There's spatter. Ew. Gross. Gross. So he, the the attorney says, look, he was a victim of heroin withdrawal. He had shot up earlier. They had him in the police station for a few hours. He was getting sick and he would have said anything to get out of there because he was fucking itching, man. It's heroin withdrawal. And he was coerced into a confession. Uh, He's not that bright to begin with. Mm -hmm. And he's withdrawing from heroin. So basically anybody could have got him to confess to that. That's what they're saying. They say, no, 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 that's coming in. I don't He's care. Good. Yeah. No. Uh, I, get, I get alcohol shakes, and I, I'm not saying shit for a Bud Light. I'm no. not saying anything no. that, that's not true no. to stop Especially these shakes. I killed people. No. So they also have blood spatter testimony here, and that's Lieutenant Reeves mm-hmm. who questioned him. He is the uh, uh, he's the guy there. He's an expert in blood spatter analysis. Uh, they say that Reeves is, as the state says, Reeves' interpretation of blood stains at the scene of the crime uh, enables him to draw conclusions regarding the position and movement of the victims at the time of the attack and that they can kind of reconstruct events a little bit from there, which yeah. is what blood spatter does. If sure. you've ever watched an episode of Dexter, right. that's his fucking job. Right. Um, it's hard to do and you don't see it that often, but in a case of a poker like right. this, it's an obvious... It's a cast-off. It's a, slinging it there's everywhere. There's cast-off yeah. and there's all sorts of shit. And with the gunfire too, you're, you're going to be able to set a scene with two different people with sure. spatter in different directions. You're right. going to be able to figure out sort of what happened here. Uh, now... Uh, the state say they tried to introduce 46 color photographs depicting various blood spatters at the crime scene. This is their way to get a bunch of fo- color photos in to talk about the blood spatter because oh, the jury God. has to look at them and oh, then you get to Jesus. see the absolute brutality of right. the whole thing. Uh, several showed the bodies of the uh, of the sharps covered in blood as well to see the blood spatter. So this is a, you know. That's what the state does. So, uh, obviously, Walter Johnson's attorneys uh, challenged the assertion that blood spatter analysis is an accepted field of scientific analysis, and they vigorously contest Reeves' expertise in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, yeah, no, we do that. That's yeah. that's a thing that we do. It's right. really, really common, right. especially pre-DNA. They right. needed that more than ever. Uh, they also argue the defense that the admission of the, of the blood spatter testimony and the photographs violates his right to due process in a fair trial because he's... Yeah. Are excessive on the photographs. It's inflammatory. That's inflammatory, yeah. is what he's saying. They said the expert testimony was mere, merely a vehicle for admitting gruesome photographs into evidence to inflame the jury and increase the likelihood of the death penalty. Yeah. And the prosecutor, prosecutor said, "Absolutely, yeah. that's what we fucking do here." That's the whole point. Ever watched a murder trial? Right. That's how we roll. You also going to say uh, that the judge uh, demanding that everyone rises is paying too much credibility to <laughs> yeah. him as a person? So, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Are you saying he's more you? superior than everyone in the room? How dare you? <laughs> 
So the state contends that the blood spatter testimony, quote, provided the jury with a virtual eyewitness view inside the Sharp home on the afternoon. Now, that's a little going a little far. It's yeah. not an eyewitness view, but it gives you an idea. It's pretty uh, gross. Yeah, it's a little gross. They also assert that the testimony provided the jury with information that Mr. Sharp had lain, uh, laid on the floor and was shot while he was not fighting, struggling. He was complying, which makes it worse, and that Mrs. Sharp had been struck more times, uh, more than once with the ceramic vase, and had suffered uh, uh, you know, all these injuries, oh, and uh, yeah, and also that she struggled and fought as yeah. well, because that's bad also. They also say that he, uh, uh, that Reeves's testimony contradicts the defense uh, theory that others, because the defense is going to come out later on and say uh, he wasn't alone. He didn't kill these people. There was other people there, and they yeah. killed them. And so they said that the, the spatter shows that that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and Alice Sharp's uh, attacker acted alone is what the crime scene says. The defense argues that the testimony is not, you know, of any value except for, you know, they're taking, you know, they said it's a, his testimony is just a, a conclusion that he drew on his own and blah, blah, blah with Reeves. They're saying that uh, the testimony is not relevant and... uh prosecutor says it is and they let it in obviously also the footprint identification uh they're saying there uh, a fingerprint identification expert testified that a footprint found at the crime scene had been made by the sneaker now walter argues that uh, uh that it was a uh, that they that this shouldn't have been admitted because they didn't have a a big qualifying thing as an expert uh, to see if he was specifically trained in footprint identification mm-hmm. and this shouldn't have been in so they have a big fight about this and they eventually let it in uh which seems like pretty good appeal for as well eventually uh, for they're eventually going to do that uh he also challenges the admissibility of his oral and taped confessions that's the big one that he said we'd really like to not have those in yeah, yeah yeah uh they do anytime that anytime the words of the person on trial of them saying i fucking did it anytime that can yeah, be pulled that's out bad you can get rid of that right. uh yeah he's <laughs> He uh, he said that his right to remain silent was not scrupul- scrupulously honored, is what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, they said that uh, that crucial period between four two forty and four a.m. from when he cracked and lo- starts stopped having his hands behind his head right. and was being taken out of there after a full confession. They said uh, something in there uh, was different, and uh, they asked these detectives. They go into, I mean excruciating detail and i'm not going to read the fucking q a of it but i'll give you like one question and answer to give you an idea of what the whole thing is and uh it's quote here's a question to to reeves here quote just when he said he couldn't talk about it he would hang his i'm sorry did you have any instances with him on on that night where his responses were in fact not responsive to the to the question of the area of questioning Uh and reeves says just when he said he couldn't talk about it he would hang his head and say he couldn't talk about it and then they would we would ask him specific questions and then he says now at that time as you progressed did his walter johnson's behavior change in any way he became quieter hanging his head so it's very oh my God. excruciating i had to read it's all this fucking redundant it's redundant and excruciating yeah. i'm not gonna fucking go over it because I, I read it all i reviewed it for you there's nothing in there of Thank any you. importance it's, it's horseshit <laughs> you, <laughs> i wasted i was this was my uh, 2 40 a.m to 4 a.m last night was reading this horseshit going i'll tell you what's changing for me at 2 fucking 3 a.m this goddamn fucking document that i don't want to read anymore you basically just de-clicked the clickbait for us that's it it's awful <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus, that is terrible. This is bullshit. Don't read it. Don't read this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they said that uh, there was a lot of periods of uh, uh, contemplation and silence while he while they would ask him questions. He would lose eye contact. They go over all of that. Uh, they also, the defense counsel uh, stress, stresses here the lack of documentation and, and the you know timing of the circumstances and uh, were there any breaks. He said, so you gave him several breaks and cracked him about a murder in an hour and 20, basically, is what they're saying. That seems a little from 2.40 to 4 o'clock. He seems went from fast. I didn't do shit to mm-hmm. take me to jail, like statement done and signed and over with and recorded on a fucking tape. And that's a little fast. That doesn't sound like heroin withdrawal, though. Yeah, or it is because he, he's immediate. If I get out of here, but then what? They're yeah, not going to give him heroin. That's my point. That's why it doesn't sound like heroin yeah. withdrawal because a guy's just going to be like, all right, now you're going to give me that black shot, right? I guess so. Russ is going to be puking you all promise? over here. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> I don't want to puke in here. I'd rather puke in myself. More like, That's what they're betting well, on. If you don't end this soon, I'm going to be throwing up all over this room. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he said that, uh, uh, they said that defense says that he, he, he sought to establish the likelihood that Walter had been seeking, uh, his right, right to remain silent. Yeah. Cause they kept saying, how many times did he say that he didn't want to talk about something? And they would say, shitload of times. Yeah. He kept saying that. We kept asking him and they were like, well, isn't that him invoking his right to silence? He's saying he doesn't want to talk about it and you're, you're, you can t- keep asking him about that's it. That's a good question. It's a, that's a close one because yeah. he's not saying, I'd like a lawyer. I'm right. I'm ex- exercising my right to remain silent. He just right. says, I don't want to talk about he's it. He's not saying he's not talking about the crimes. He's saying he doesn't want to talk about the murders. So we could talk about the robbery and then yeah. maybe hint about the murder. And then if he talks about that, he's talking about that. But listen, let's talk about that day you were in there stealing shit. The, the, yeah, let's start there <laughs> and go from there. Uh, Jesus. He said also, didn't he indicate twice that he didn't want to sign a permission for a search? And they said, yeah. And they said, you kept bringing it up, right? And they said, yeah. And he, I guess Walter was saying that he didn't want to get anybody else in trouble is why he didn't want to do that. That was his 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 excuse uh-huh. uh it's you know they go over the whole thing basically and they said uh do you know anything about him do you know that he's not that smart and what you know you, basically he says quote do you know what mr johnson's educational background is and the cop said i don't recall yeah. and so they said quote would it surprise you to know that he's a high school dropout answer i wouldn't be surprised at all <laughs> in other words he seemed like a fucking idiot seemed pretty dumb uh question so when you spoke about that card it's not your contention that someone has has to uh, enumerate their rights as if he or she was a lawyer, is it? And he said that's correct. So that's they're getting. You're not saying he has to say I legally invoke my right to remain silent. You know, based on the. F- blah 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 blah. He doesn't have to do that. No, he's so whatever. So uh, uh, in closing, for the closing arguments, the defense contends that the prosecutor made improper comments during the closing here as well. Later on, they're going to say this shit's improper. What the uh, what the uh, prosecution said was, he says that uh, the prosecutor repeatedly alludes to the defendant's failure to testify in his own behalf, mm-hmm. which you can't really do because that's your legal right. Yeah, you're not allowed to say he's guilty because he's not talking. He wouldn't even tell. That's what he didn't do. That's the thing. You're not that. That's a given. They they think that you don't have to say that. Right. That's and you that's you can't really say that. Reason. Yeah, uh, you don't have to testify, Mm-mm. but 
probably look better. It looks bad. You know, it's one yeah. of those things. But it worked for OJ. So there you go. And, you know, sometimes it's like, I don't have anything to say about this matter. I'm not even going to give it the dignity. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Uh, I'm not even going to let it go. Also, uh, uh, so he didn't testify on his own behalf. Also, they says that... uh, that uh, he uh, he would say he told the jury that uh, that the defendant's failure to make eye contact with the jury was suggestive of his guilt. He goes, "You've seen him what in here. He wouldn't make eye contact with you. He knows he's guilty and all that." This sort prosecutor's of shit. got a great case and he's fucking it he's up. He's trying to fuck it up. Yeah. So then uh, the judge let all this go in the defense's closing. Here, their summation they they give a new theory of the case. Yeah. I know you guys have watched the trial for a right. few days and this has all been laid out and there's evidence. And people talked throw that all out yeah okay this is what really happened uh he says my review of the evidence the defense counsel says i've been reviewing the evidence and putting this together i'm a thinker i don't know if you know this yeah uh, i've been putting this together and he said he didn't act alone uh-huh. my client did not act alone he said uh this didn't happen he says that yes walter was there and yes he did shoot bruce sharp that that he did. There's no question. We we were not going to deny that he had the gun, fingerprints, the whole deal. He shot him. Yeah. But he says uh, it was his acquaintances that killed Alice, not him. He said it was Gerald Smith and Carmen Katafi who killed them, uh-huh. uh, killed him dead. He said so. Uh, he didn't kill Mrs. Sharp, so he shouldn't be eligible for the death penalty even for that crime. And okay. you can argue about the Bruce one, but you shouldn't even be able to argue about the Alice one because obviously it was those other two people right. who I just brought up now, <laughs> who we have no evidence of. And I, Katafi, fat, like, fat kitty, and I literally just brought up now, <laughs> right? Even That's though the they cooperated from the start right. and told us exactly what happened. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Uh, verdict here. Jury, uh, after four hours, they find him guilty yeah. of two counts of knowing and purposeful murder, as well as robbery, theft, and a bunch of weapons charges. Yeah. So everything. They run the whole gamut on him. Uh, penalty phase of the trial here. Looking for aggravators at yeah. this point, obviously. There's a lot of them. There's a few. The aggravators in specific that they're going for are the offense was committed while he was engaged in the commission or attempt to commit or flight after committing or or attempting to commit a robbery. So there's a robbery Two, the murder was committed for the purpose of escaping detection, apprehension, trial, punishment or confinement for another offense uh, committed by the defendant or another. And three, the murder was outrageously, wantonly vile, horrible or inhuman in that it involved torture, depravity of mind or an aggravated battery to the victim goddamn all three of them. uh fucking yeah. strike one strike two strike three done though. that's a tough one so the jury uh there was also a fourth aggravator here in the commission of the murder he purposely or knowingly created a grave risk of death to another person in addition to the victim that one they did not the jury had a hard time finding because yeah. they probably didn't really understand it that well and they just yeah. fuck it we got three out of four doesn't matter uh yeah the jury found the same aggravating factors in both murders uh so then they had because they had this the sensing is diff separate for yeah. both murders so then they had to do deliberations concerning mitigating factors for each murder and the mitigating factors differed somehow for each murder we'll mm. talk about that uh with bruce sharp they found that the uh there were only relevant factors in mitigation and the fact that he was a kind of a fuck up uh they the they uh, uh the defense said that he the, their mitigating factors were emotional disturbance uh disturbance uh his age which 20 
24 is not very young or old. Uh, mental disease. Uh, he's got no significant criminal history, no violent history. He's got uh-huh. shitloads of arrests yeah. uh, and that sort of shit. So they found uh, only that uh, he didn't have any significant criminal history because he had no violent crime there. Uh, they said that he grew up, for his mitigating, uh, the uh, defense psychiatrist testified that he grew up with an emotionally uh, abusive uh, family that uh, lacked support. He used drugs to cope. Uh, they said he did not intend to kill when he entered the home. He was remorseful uh, and, and all that sort of shit. They said that he has addictive diseases, testifying that is he's got this horrible drug drug addiction and he was under the the haze of yeah. this heroin withdrawal at the time they said he was also depressed he had a personality disorder and was in heroin withdrawal they also said he had a borderline iq low self-esteem and responds uh, uh emotionally to situations without considering the consequences cool story so yeah he's like a dumb like teenage girl is right. what they said he yeah. remind, re- responds emotionally yeah. or boy a yeah. dumb teenager right. is what he said uh, except he killed two people right so that's a, that's the difference this is a this is a bad excuses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he brings a reverend in to testify mm-hmm. for him. Of course. Reverend is. Michael Doyle. Yeah. Uh, who takes his finger out of a kid long enough to testify. I'm just <laughs> sorry. I couldn't help myself. So uh, he, uh, he he testifies here. He says that for Walter Johnson, he says that he met Walter Johnson here, uh, visits him in prison, and he says that he's concluded that Walter's not a bad person. He's just a, quote, young man in a very sad situation. He said his downfall came when he ran, started running with the wrong chi- wrong crowd as a child. He said that uh, Walter's remorseful for the murders and had prayed for the Sharps while he's in jail. He's praying for them. Uh, they said, uh, you know, he's praying for them. Are so they coming it. back? That's fine. We'll, we'll get him back. Also, his now Walter's now former wife, who's yeah. now divorced him. Sure, she shows up, and her also her in laws are uh-huh. testifying. This is not what you want. Your in laws no. testifying during your penalty phase. Bad, uh, bad stuff. They said that he stole checks and money and uh, money orders and tools from them as well. Uh-huh. And he's just basically a thief. They all suggested though that he should be kept alive for the sake of his five year old son. Uh- uh, they even brought pictures of him and his son to say he loves his son. Look, here's him with his son. Uh, Jesus Christ. Johnson takes the stand to, uh, you know, testify on his own behalf in the penalty phase, yeah. which is smart here. Uh, he says that he's embarrassed by the murders. He doesn't want to be sentenced to death. He says, I didn't want to hurt anybody that day. Really? He said he was out looking for some pl- uh, some place to rob when he saw the Sharps, asked him to use the telephone, and, you know, went over the whole thing. He said that Bruce Sharp seemed like a nice person, and so he thought he would let him in. And so the assistant county prosecutor here said uh, uh, at the time, quote, did you ever think, well, this is a nice guy, so maybe I should go off and rob someone else? Yeah. Like, if he's such a fucking nice guy? And Johnson replied that he didn't. He didn't think that. No, no I just thought, easy mark. No, can I roll thought, this guy. I thought, I can do this. Exactly. Yeah. He said he struck Alice uh, in the head with his fist when she found him rummaging through his valuable through her valuables and then hit her with the, with the, with the vase. Yeah. Uh, he said that he later shot the husband in the head and the wife was uh, uh, he said uh, and the wife was uh, such severity that they said that uh, uh, Jesus Christ he bent the wrought iron poker on her actually bent it on her that's sweet Jesus actually bent her Rod iron's fucking strong. You try to sucker. Try to bend rod iron. Yeah, it's real uh, fucking hard. You motherfucker. It's made to not move anywhere. They build like uh, gates out of it and shit. Jesus. So 
Yeah. Uh, he says, quote, I didn't think about what I was doing. Uh, he says, though, after he killed them, he also continued to search the house for jewelry. So he knew what he was doing there. After he bent a poker on her. Yeah. He said that his heroin addiction was his motivation. He said, quote, I never knew heroin was going to control my life that much. You know, heroin. Who knows? <laughs> Whoever hears heroin's addictive, right? You never hear heroin's addictive, ever. I had no idea it was going to make can, me do wild yeah, shit. Yeah, people shoot up a couple times a year just to party, and they move along, right? Mm. Uh, public defenders begging for the life of for his life, saying his kid is there. You know, he's going to he has a kid. Let him stay alive for his kid. They said that. Uh, the, uh, the murder of Alice Sharp, the jury found one mitigating factor, uh, extreme emotional disur- disturbance, uh, uh, in- insufficient to constitute a defense, though, to prosecution. They also weighed the aggravating and mitigating factors in the murder of Bruce Sharp. They unanimously found aggravating sh- factors did not weigh, did not outweigh the mitigating factors beyond a reasonable doubt. But in the murder of Alice Sharp, they unanimously found the aggravating factors do outweigh the mitigating factors. And you, sir, yeah. may fuck off uh, death penalty right. for him and light and a term of life imprisonment with 30 years of parole and eligibility for the murder of Bruce. Too. Right. So just in case, yeah. we'll stick you there, too. So. He appeals. Okay. Obviously, we'll go through this real quick because it's super interesting, actually. Uh, the prosecutor here, the, the assistant county prosecutor said, quote, it was a fair verdict then. It's a fair verdict now. He said, before this case, I didn't believe in the death penalty, but this case was the exception to that rule. Wow. He's such an asshole. Yeah. I only want to kill him. He's, he's that special. <laughs> That's what kind of asshole he is. Now, the sharp son, who uh, John, who lives in Maryland there, the alive one, the non killed by Viet Cong. He said that regardless of the appeals outcome, one thing he knows, he said, quote, we can't bring back my parents. That's not going to change. So it doesn't fucking matter, really. What does Al the Barber think is the important thing, though? I'd like to know. What's Al think? Al thinks uh, he says he's even more adamant now about this whole thing. He said the Sharps weren't only his friends, but friends of many people in town. They all fucking like these people. He said, in fact, the generosity is what did it to him. He said, quote, Kindness killed them. Kindness killed them. He's right. He said, right now, quote, the whole town would probably like to be the ones to pull the switch. So they really... I got a straight razor. I could take care of it. I'll kill this fucking guy right now. I'll (laughs) inject him full of Barbasol right in his vein. That blue shit will be dead in three fucking minutes. Trust me, I've used it before. It works really well. Three fucking minutes. It'll shit drop. looks like 2,000 flushes. Yeah, you ever seen over. that movie with Steve Martin where he uses Windex to do that or whatever? This is better. It's worse. Trust me. This barbasol kill fu- it kills lice, for Christ's sake. <laughs> He's seen this shit in action. He also, uh, he says at this point in his appeal that there's a, he says as a heroin addict, he argues a claim of diminished capacity and uh, all this type of shit in his questioning and confession. He says his uh, his uh, confession was coerced and uh, they kind of agree with him. They say it kind of was coerced because they say that he... uh, Basically, they're saying what he kept saying specifically meant that he was saying he didn't want to talk about it, uh, was invoking his right to silence is what it was. Uh, uh, it's it, heroin speak for I want a lawyer. Uh, it's basically yes. They said questioning is not considered interrogation later on. And we'll talk about this here uh, quickly. Uh, the detective Donovan said that he repeatedly responded to questions. I can't talk about I, I can't talk about it. That statement could be construed as an as an expression of the either emotion.
emotional reluctance to admit guilt or desire to cut off questioning. In the face of ambiguity, the officers were required to stop the interrogation completely or to ask only questions narrowly directed to determining whether he was willing to continue. They're saying that you got to shift your shit and go, are you willing to keep talking? Which is nobody does that. Uh, uh, Now, his reluctance to answer questions, they said, was not confined to an isolated, ambiguous remark. He persisted for well over an hour in a pattern of prolonged silences and unresponsiveness, refusing to answer any and all questions about the murders. Under those circumstances, it was not his uh, it was not the defendant's obligation to state his position more clearly. The police officers had the duty to determine specifically whether his uncooperative responses constituted an assertion of the right to cut off questioning. Yeah. It's on them. He's a junkie murderer. Right. It's on you guys to make sure the but laws it's also follow. On their on them to fucking to get them to the close the murder. That's the other right. thing. So that's that's the that's the uh, way. That's where, where people that's are. The blind blah, 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 blah. Of justice. That's the yeah. thing where you're like shit. We don't mm-hmm. want anyone going to, especially the death row for right. a false confession. But this fucking guy did it but too. I'd like it's to the get same a thing. Yeah, that's the thing. But we'd really like to get this asshole put in jail, specifically right. this guy. Uh, so they said they did not. The detectives did not scrupulously honor his right to remain silent. Uh, they said that this is in the the appeal. We appreciate it that it's a rare that that the rare that it is the rare suspect who confesses immediately after police questioning begins. Yeah. And police officers must be accorded reasonable latitude to conduct an interrogation in a matter in a manner that permits a reluctant suspect to overcome natural disinclination to confess to wrongdoing. Such interrogation will offer often encounter silence, denial, and evasive responses. We hold that uh, only that when a suspect's silence and refusal to answer questions continues, as here, for a prolonged period and is characterized by statements conveying an unwillingness, that's when uh, they should discontinue it. So uh, they say uh, uh, they say uh, they should whether local law enforcement agencies should institute enhanced training procedures or deploy specially trained units in the investigation and preparation of capital cases is way beyond our province. Uh, we can only observe and uh, make suggestions. Now, they said that that's illegally obtained. Uh, so they said his other subsequent statements are then uh, like the gun uh-huh. being found in his home. Mm-hmm. That is what they call a uh, fruit of the poison this tree that is uh fruit obtained by sh- by a shit tree okay. so that's a shit fruit now right so yeah you you got a bad confession which led you now to what is going to be bad evidence oh, you can't no. have that evidence anything that comes from that right. confession is all out too so fruit of the poisonous tree so that's gone uh on on that they throw the gun out uh they also talk about the tape confession uh now they bring up watson who took him to the fucking jail uh-huh and they he, he was allowed to testify to things in the car that he wasn't re-mirandized for and they say that he could get the chair and they said that came up in court and that's a big thing uh they said they were voluntary statements under such circumstances the connection between the coerced confession and alleged voluntary statements is too strong to ignore so they're saying even here because one of his first questions is should i have confessed yeah. which then opened the door up to more questions which is all fruit of the poisonous tree at this god point. damn it i hate our system this is fucking <laughs> well it, it's just rough you gotta do you it right love our system but you hate our system you got yeah it's, it fucks it's up gotta sometimes. be Got to do the right, right way. It's got to be right. Yeah. So uh, they said basically, yeah. His concern. So the the room search, all of that shit is garbage at this point. Uh, they said Katafi describing the ring shouldn't have ever been in court because 
they never found the fucking yeah. ring. So that's, you know, circumstantial bullshit they shouldn't have had. Not even circumstantial enough. Uh, they also said that uh, that uh, he was smeared with blood riding the bicycle uh, observed there. So they were saying that uh, independent of the illegal confession and other evidence thereby rendered inadmissible, uh, defendants acquaintances Smith and Katafi not only testified by incriminating admissions, but also described how they encountered him smeared with blood riding the bicycle that the other guy saw him with. Uh, they talk about all that. Uh, basically they say you can't fucking do that also prosecutorial misconduct prosecutor made improper comments during the guilt phase saying that you know look at him he didn't testify on his own behalf and all that shit you can't do that Uh, also Uh. Blood spatter evidence. Uh, they say they disagree with the court's ruling that the blood spatter testimony is admissible uh, because it is part of the entire picture of the crime. Uh, they say that uh, uh, the amount of 42 slides depicting blood spatter uh, and and corpses here uh, were too many. And that was uh, presentation exposed the jury to too many. And it became basically it has to weigh probative value and just trying to scare the shit out of people. And if it's too far. On the just, they're like you could have shown them ten pictures, and it would have scared the shit out of forty two is a lot. You wanted to fucking nonstop parade of horror, right. so they'd want to strangle this guy themselves. That's what you were looking for. Uh, so they said that shit uh, should not be. And if there's a retrial, that should be that blood spatter testimony should all be excluded as well. Also. <laughs> Also, oh they said that uh, uh, the court, uh, the trial court rejected his challenge uh, to another aggravating factor. They said it is uncontested, however, that Bruce Sharp was killed before Alice Sharp. Before he was dead, the attack on Miss Sharp could not possibly have created a risk of harm to Mr. Sharp. So it was inappropriate, inappropriate to submit that as an aggravating factor to the jury too. everything overturned conviction and fucking sentence, not just wow. sentence, conviction overturned, everything overturned trial retrial 1991 he just pleads guilty uh smart he, he still got people yeah. like yeah we were with him when he told us that right. you know blah 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 and all that shit uh so he accepts a plea bargain in which prosecutors agree not to seek the death penalty if he pleads guilty for murder here now uh before sentencing is imposed uh the victim's son gets to talk yeah. he gives a 10 minute speech here he's 40 years old at this point he said that he's accepted the plea bargain because he feared the high court would not uphold another death sentence if there were a retrial. Yeah. He said, quote, I've waited a long time. And then he, he was showing he was staring at him yeah. like to talk to you. And he said, quote, but I want you to know that I feel Walter Johnson should be executed. Uh, this is a very difficult and bitter pill for me to swallow. Uh, this court sentences him. You, sir, may fuck off again. 60 years in prison without parole. Wow. So it's life with 60 years without parole. Okay. So he ain't getting out. No. I mean, he's, he's so, 30s. Yeah. He'd be, he could get parole when he's like 92, right. which is a, stretch. a ways out. Someone will stab the city at well before he's that. He's going to die in he's there before that. Probably. He's a junkie. He's yeah. going to get some bad shit. Yeah. Uh, we don't know, but that, uh, he's, Holy shit, he's still man. in prison. That's Walter. Uh, he's been in prison since 1984 and goddamn well deserves it. 35 years. 40 to go he's still got a bunch more to go because right? i don't know if that counts to go? i don't know if that, to go. that new sentence i don't know if that counted time served or not for an extra six uh-huh. but yeah he's got at least another 30 before parole Whew. so good luck walter there I'm uh sure you fucking life, asshole Wally. yeah i'm sure he's having a wonderful time in prison how old is he in there probably 60 uh he was 30 in 1991 okay so, so he is 30 or 31 so the one that is going to make him 74 
<laughs> that's going to make him about 60 years old right yeah. now. Yeah, he's about 60, so he's he, it's not going great for no. him. And uh, all this to steal some jewelry and a little cash to get heroin. Wow, man. Fucking ridiculous. So that's Walter Johnson, Pittman, New Jersey, yeah. Alice and Bruce Sharp and their poor sad demise. And, so uh, fucked up. Carmen Katafi and Gerald Smith and all the uh, Detective Watson. It's They're all, all there. Oh, it's so depressing. It's very depressing. And if you're not depressed, if you're yeah. not too depressed, tell us how much you like that story yeah. uh, by going to Apple Podcasts, the purple icon, yeah. and give us a review. Five stars would be great. Doesn't matter what you say. Say these assholes are for... You can't say assholes no. on there. Say fat kitty. These people <laughs> are forcing us to do this. We don't care. Right. It's not for our ego. It's just for business purposes. And honestly, it helps drive us up the charts a lot. So do that. Also, head over to shutupandgivememurder.com. Mm-hmm. All sorts of new merchandise cheer up bitch things with the skeleton hand and the pill bottle are awesome get those they look good on everything they're really really cool all sorts of other new stuff on there only live show tickets available right now are it's an april 8th crime and sports at right. zanies in nashville everything else is sold out uh, full slate of 2020 shit coming up very soon like i said northwest portland denver salt lake city i know you're not northwest right salt lake, or portland or portland denver. Uh, yeah i yeah. but i'm just saying northwest yeah. and down from there right. san fran will be back you know through oh, yeah, there. there too there too all through the all of the weed legal states will right. be there don't you worry you can't keep us out of there and even utah yeah. for some reason but we'll be there it's eight hours do briefly, the show and get out very briefly back to back on to our way back to denver back on better ground here yeah so we'll do that shit we'll be all around we're gonna go to different yeah. cities too boston new york we're looking at you guys yeah. that we missed this tour i love boston cities that we missed on this tour we're definitely gonna try to get back to yeah. because uh we had a good time we're even gonna try to get to like toronto buffalo somewhere Wouldn't around that be there nice? that'd be cool uh we're gonna have a good time though so keep yeah. checking us out like that and if you want to find out as soon as we know yeah. uh when these tour dates are you can do it very easily by following us on social media at murder small on twitter at small town pod on facebook and at small town murder on instagram follow us there get up to date everything and you'll know all about it and uh uh, also if you want to be a hero of ours and god damn it we really have to tell you people you're our heroes truly this list that we're going to read right now and uh goddamn angels you guys are the best and uh you keep this show your show because you have no idea whenever i listen to another podcast and i hear hosts having to talk about dick pills and i'm just like nope not doing it i'm not fucking doing it and i'm not doing it because we don't have to do it because instead we go you know what our patrons give us enough to where we can turn down basically 97 percent of the ads were presented with unless it's something we like and we think you'll like we're like nope sorry and they're like why don't you just do it it's easy money and we're like don't think people would like it and we'd feel stupid reading it so no thanks i feel like like an asshole why do you do that like because you don't own the show right you know what it is we give a shit what our fucking audience thinks of the show not what Mm. our not what our network thinks of the show and honestly not what the sponsors think of the show because at the end of the day you guys are all that matters networks could crumble advertisers can go out of business things could happen we like could that still be on the air we could still be on the air because we have you guys right. in an audience so we're going to go ahead and stay real loyal to you guys and everybody else can stick their heads up their asses <laughs> that sounds good to you awesome and if you want to donate to the show and be one of these fine people who keep the show the way it is you can do that so so easily mm-hmm. just go over to patreon.com slash crime in sports or go over to paypal if you want to make a one-time donation you can use our email address which is crime in sports at gmail.com 
com. You can also use that email address to get a hold of us if you right. want. Uh, do all of that. Make your donations and make us just the, I don't even know. We're so, we're both humbled and proud at the same time, which is a weird thing. To be proud. Well, thank you right. for everything. It's very hard to do both, but we figure it's it out. It's true. <laughs> Somehow it is. We're it's because of you guys. Blown also. away and we're proud that we yeah. give you something that you would actually pay for even though you don't have to. Right. That's fucking amazing. So thank you, Jimmy. Why don't you t- just, you know what, sing it. Tell us these damn people who are going to sneak in our house and beat us with a fireplace poker <laughs> right now. This week's it. executive producers are Heidi Porter, Don Smith, uh, Milnelia Merced, I think, Renee, Renee Byrne, Jordan, Jordan Bennett, of course, hey. and Simon Bennett. Thank Good you, seeing guys. seeing you guys, by the way. Unbelievable. They were, she was See you so, in Chicago. Oh, my gosh. She's a hero. She's, she's the, she fucking saved somebody's life at, she, yeah, at, at the she gym. Rocks, Unbelievable. And Tanya uh, Volanek, thank you guys so much for what what you do we can't do it without you and that's real sam lang other producers this week sam lang michaela uh, mendiola dillo no dylan dylan in Incantalupo. Yep. hey uh melissa, dylan! Oh! <laughs> melissa houston in Cantalupo, get over here you've heard uh, that uh, once or twice i'm sure he has melissa uh, no, yeah he yeah dylan oh, yeah. not dillo yeah uh alyssa uh, uh, alyssa alyssa martin davis jonathan ostrowski uh eric uh Komodowski. what Yes, there's two skis <laughs> right after each other. Lindy Tristram. Uh, Tristram. How yeah. dare two Polish people I donate know at the same How time? How dare they? Anne Marie Gearhart, uh, Jenna Fisher, uh, Renee Tabata, Tabata, uh, Brooke, with no last name, Maggie Silverman, Brenda H- Hopper, uh, Michael Oling, Oliver. That's what that is. Christy Thomas. Yeah. Pa- uh, Pum- Pamela Dennis, I almost, almost did, did it again. again. Unfucking oh real. God. I am a, how dumb can you possibly <laughs> fucking be? Emma Johansson, <laughs> Stephanie Ojeda, Wade Osborne, Casey Millar. If, any, if you think I'm bullshitting you, there's it's your proof. Awesome. I almost did it twice. <laughs> Stephen Hess, Jennifer Phelps, Jamie Street, Rebecca Manners, Justin Souter, Britton, Britton Edwards, Rachel Pack, Jimmy Lewis, Jessica Teague, and Nandy? No, Nancy. Nancy Daly. Uh, Chris Q. Q. K. Wicken. K. Wicken. Thomas Smith. I think I said that. I don't. Uh, Mackenzie Bolin. Ren. Uh, Ren McKnight. Alaya or Alaya Turner. Alana. I think it's Alana. I'm not sure. I apologize. <laughs> John Lassa, Chris Pearsall, uh, Peter Regenfelder, uh, Don McBride, Casey uh, Asianwall. No, Aspen. Aspenwall. Hey. That's what that says. Uh, Kim Kim Radisky, uh, Larissa D., Will Scroggin, Ashley Vio, Kate, uh, Kitty Anderson, Carol Williams, Jesse Hartman, uh, Clar- Clardia Beatty, uh, E. Gow, or E. Go. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, that could be somebody trying to be slick and smooth. You may have got me uh ease no ease ease tire easy tire easy tire and battery that's what that is there's a y uh so google them see if they're in your area uh joe with no last name heather marie uh james martyr rj rj perry caleb Ferry, Ferry, uh, Sonny Johansson, Jillian uh, Amborn, Derek Walton, Liz Vasquez. Thanks, Liz, for everything. Thanks, You're Liz. always so nice to Hell us. Yeah, we love uh, Kelly Wolf, Don Marie Bevan, uh, Catherine Collado, uh, Meridian Naylor, Naylor, Meridian Naylor, uh, Vanessa Fajardo. Uh, <laughs> 
Peyton Meadows, Dana Matthews, Jamie with no last name, Ryan Better, no, Benner, B-E-N-N, uh, Benner, Carissa B, uh, Maya, Maya Robert, Reagan Shalkley, Suzanne Mandel, uh, Brian Evans, Susanna Rodriguez, Liz Dibble, Liz Nelson, Amy Spicer, Jess Willis, uh, Reagan Shalkley. I said that. Thank you, Reagan. You're yeah, so nice you so to much. us. Uh, Matt Phillips, uh, Louise Rayfield, Justin Miller, Stephen Rude, Martin Brown, Catherine Judd, Stephen Musgrove, uh, Kathy, no, Jackie. What, Kathy? What? <laughs> Jackie Sukup, uh, Christy McDowell, <laughs> Andrea Webster, Tyler Williford, uh, Clay Thorson, Pierce DeCourcy, DeCourcy, uh, Urban Farms Foods, Gianna DeLuca, Adam Udaney, uh, Rebecca Ivani, or Ivani. Hey. <laughs> I'm probably not Ivani. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Walker, Jacqueline Edmiston, uh, Marshall Walker, I, uh, Stephanie Igoa, Nathan Little, Jennifer Bala, Tanya Hall, Jude Kendall, Talisha Welker, John Aston. Nope, that's Austin. Scott <laughs> McDonald, Gary Howard. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. Tara Monzo Stratman, who came to the uh, St. Louis show. Good and all of you. our Patreon supporters. You guys really, we, we cannot uh, over or understate uh, the the uh, amount of help and uh, how much we really fucking appreciate your support. Jimmy is slinging live hard truths right now. Yeah. And that Thank is you the, guys. That's the truth. Like we said before, it's you make it possible right. for us to make a show that we think you would like rather yeah. than a show that we think sponsors would like. You make and, the, uh, you make our road uh, easy, uh, yeah. easier, and you it make it so much, man. So much more comfortable to get to you guys and be at shows. It makes it possible. When we can't, dr- we can't take flights that are $900 from KC to St. Louis, yeah. and you guys make it just so convenient to be able to rent a car and, yeah, and make it to those shows do it and do it comfortably. Your support helps yeah. us do that kind of shit and we can actually, you know, live like human beings. Right. And uh, the dignity with is half, so lovely. I mean, a little bit of dignity anyway. No, we're not asking for too much. Hanging we, on to dignity. We are comedians. Yeah. We expect to not have much right. dignity. But just a drop sometimes when you're on the road, that little drop yeah. of dignity goes for miles. It's so weird. It can take you so far. Rather than riding a Greyhound, yeah, it's we're like, able to be in, in our a, own world. It's like a quarter time. Yeah. In a Prius, we can go forever on it. <laughs> you can you can set the AC to how comfortable ah, you would like it, James. Man. That's it's right. Great. It's all good, but uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That said, uh, what if people wanted to find you and yeah. set your AC? How could you do can it? find me at Wisman Sucks W H I S M A N Sucks on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And really, if you guys follow us, uh, sometimes the show doesn't get the tweet. Sometimes we get the tweet uh, of of tickets being available somewhere that that otherwise you wouldn't be able to see. If you if you're looking for things like that and and you want to be in contact with us, that's that's where you find us. Where can they find you? Definitely. Uh, if you'd like to murder me in my home of the fireplace poker, you can do that by finding me very easily at Jimmy P is funny or just copy and paste my last name or my whole name, right. I guess, from the show description to whatever you're looking for. Right. And you'll find it in there. It's probably easier. You're not going to remember right. how to spell it. You could find his uh, driver's license online that uh, says uh, <laughs> undisclosed says bunker. 17 addresses ago. <laughs> undisclosed bunker. 17 currently. undisclosed bunker drive. With that said, I think it's time this yeah. week. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, by the way, bonus episode this week will be on the documentary Stevie. Right. Uh, we're just going to talk about Stevie for a while because yeah. we've talked about it so much on both shows. We feel like we'll go in depth. we're going to need to go in depth on yeah. that. And then we'll do another murder case in Great. two weeks on our next bonus episode. But until uh, then, it'll be there. That's at the $5 level on Patreon and above. Mm-hmm. And also, I think Stitcher Premium. Yes. Where you find those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the two. But uh, yeah, give us your money, not them. Right. It's better. Uh, <laughs> they're fine and all, yeah. but we'd rather have it. All right. You know how that works. But yeah. thank you guys so much for everything and uh until next week everybody it's been our pleasure
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Small Town Murder early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip-syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.